Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Hit Dice, a real play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Wes Cordell. Thanks so much for dropping in and joining us in our very first episode. This is a brand new homemade campaign written by yours truly. My players are all going to start at level 1, and I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves now. Let's get going. Cool. I am Alan Clark, playing Patches, the half-elf rogue. Um, Patches uh, was has a human mother and an elf father, and um, when he was born, his uh, grandparents were not cool with having any sort of elf um, in their in their home. So by the time so Patches was given to a clerical school, the school of the Academy of Sunlight, um, where he was very mischievous and hated being there. And now, since he has escaped the school really, really hates clerics. Um, so he's left, gone out on his own to kind of just cause a bunch of mischief and really figure himself out. He has, goes, has been all over the world. He's pretty familiar with every other player in the party, particularly Callista, who he's very fond of. Um, he wears black leather armor and just is a pretty much an asshole. <laughs> Great. Cool. My name's Jonathan, and I am playing Arwold Tink Tink Garrowin. Um, Tink Tink is his kind of nickname. He's a gnome wizard. Um, he um, He's slightly stout. Um, he's pretty short, even for a gnome. Um, he has white hair. Uh, it's pretty long, but he wears it in kind of like a top knot fashion. And he has a neat trimmed beard. Um, he wears kind of ornately silver-lined robes, like slate and pearl. Um, and he is a professor at Thingus Spark Spring. Um, he teaches divination. Um, he's always had a, a natural ability for divination. And since he's a professor there, um, he knows... Adelaide. Adelaide, very well. <laughs> I, was, I forgot her name for a second. It's been a hot while. One yeah. <laughs> um, I everything. Yeah. I have so many students, but I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just likes to travel, and he has no students as a divination professor, so he travels for the school kind of doing goodwill missions. I'm Caleb Hanks. I play the guy on the buffalo. He is a ranger, soon-to-be beastmaster. He was orphaned in the woods, like most of us. He was um, picked up by a buffalo that found him in the woods, and he has been learning how to live alongside the buffalo. Um, he met Patches on a random adventure and tried to teach him the, the ways of being a pretty all right guy. I don't know if any of those lessons took. Uh, and then he stood creepily on a hillside in a <laughs> thunderstorm and saw Tink Tink once. And that's, <laughs> that's literally it. I saw each other one time. And then uh, Callista interviewed the guy on the Buffalo one time for a Wild America <laughs> piece. For her podcast. Uh, the guy on the Buffalo yeah. is dressed basically... Back when PBS had funding. Like, uh... Oh, oh. He's dressed basically just like in leather armor and he rides a goddamn buffalo. All right. Hell yeah. All right. Next up. Hi, I'm Rachel Watkins. I play Callista, the tiefling bard. Um, Callista has um, sort of opalescent white skin and blue hair, um, the typical tiefling horns and tail. Um, she had the unusual experience of growing up in a town that, because of their many generations back history, 
history actually revered tieflings. So she actually grew up not knowing the prejudice against her kind. Um, she was the first born of that bloodline in several generations and so was celebrated by the town. Came out very confident, went to make her way in the world as a bard and found out things were not everywhere like they were in her village. Um, yeah, so she ended up dancing in a tavern for a while. <laughs> may or may not have kept her clothes on all the time. Um, since then, she has worked her way up to the best tavern in town. Um, she, Ooh. yeah, I'm just going to name it. It's great. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> um, moved from the stripping to actually dancing and performing. Um, she's really interested in telling the stories of history um, and took on with... Um, a writer named Lander, who was writing an epic of adventures that were happening throughout the land, um, actually wrote most of the book, and then Lander took all the credit for him. So she humiliated him publicly, as one does, and moved on with her life. She has now set out um, with an adventuring party. Um, her goal is to actually create the next epic adventure, write it down, and get full credit for recording the story. Um, she has enlisted Patches to help her with getting all the underground information, nice. and is very happy to have found everybody else so that she can force them to be the heroes she knows they are deep down inside. Yeah. I'm Nina Larson, and I'm playing Adelaide, the half-elf warlock. Um, she has really long, dark hair, and it's long and silky and wavy, and she has really piercing, eerie green eyes. And she has most noticeably bits of her body missing, half of her ear and one of her fingers, which is replaced by an amethyst fake finger, which is actually her arcane focus. Neat. Um, she is missing body parts because of her evil stepmother, who decided that she wanted to purge the elf from her and sacrifice bits of her body to the gods. And the gods answered, but to Adelaide. So she has this power now that she's not, she's still kind of figuring out, and it comes in emotional waves, and she's not really an emotional person, and just dealing with that is very uncomfortable for her. Um, she ran away after accidentally killing her stepmom after gaining this power. And she, just, she got really into tinkering because the logistics of it made sense to her and she needed something to do with her hands. And so she went to the school nearby, I think it's Spark Springs, and she met Arwell and he took her on this adventure. I like everyone has a nickname. <laughs> we just started, but we all have nicknames. Yeah, yeah, you just give it to yourself, that's right. As you can probably already tell, this is going to be a short campaign because a single well-placed arrow from just about anybody can kill any of my players. So, yeah, welcome to Hit Dice Podcast, where my players consistently forget to use their hit dice ever. And uh, this episode is brought to you by Hangovers and Bad Decisions. Let's get started. <laughs> I told you guys that I was going to tell the same joke later, and then you're supposed to laugh, and nobody did. Wow. <laughs> no, uh-uh, no. I didn't laugh the first time. <laughs> this campaign is going to be taking place in The Vast. That's T-H-E-V-A-S-T. It is in northern Faerun. Um, it is a really diverse place, especially geologically, and uh, with its climate, it kind of meets all of the different climates of the continent. It has winters, it has scorching summers, it has beautiful falls, and right now it just happens happens to be uh, midsummer. You all are from a town, uh, a port town called Raven's Bluff, where magic kind of
of runs through the streets. There are uh, a bunch of different types of people. The Midsummer Festival is going on right now. You all left as they were starting to make their preparations. Some of you know each other, um, though not all of you. Some of you have kind of looser ends. But there is a new wizarding school called Kaggert's School of Magic. It is for young witches and wizards. One of the professors at that school had been tasked with getting together a small group of adventurers to take on a quiet mission for them. His name is Gregory Vanderman. He's the abjuration professor there, and he knew uh, Tink Tink through uh, both of them being professors. Um, He tasked you essentially with getting uh, a group together to come and see where all of these missing magic items are going from the school. This needs to be hushed for a few reasons. One is that Kaggart is a contemporary magic school, which is unheard of. Those two words don't go together. It doesn't matter who you ask. But they uh, have new buildings. They have a new approach to teaching magic. They are very open with how they do these. Um, and that gives them a bad reputation among a lot of other wizards. They think that it is completely unorthodox and that it, that's no way to teach magic and that it's this sacred, dangerous thing and it needs to be treated as such with children. Um, and so they don't need their reputation to be any worse. Uh, They also don't need the children to be scared or nervous and find out that all these things are happening. So um, on many different levels, they need you guys to kind of keep this on the down low. But on your way there, you did receive a symbol from him. It's just a shield with a GV in the middle of it. Um, And it's just a symbol on a piece of paper. He says you can show it to anybody and they will be able to take you directly to him. You guys have already left Raven's Bluff. Uh, You are on the road and you are heading toward Kaggerts. You're going up beside the Fire River, um, which there's nothing cool or special about it in particular. It's just called the Fire River. It's not actually made of flames. The stormy season is kind of hit as summer is uh, in its fullest right now. The sun is just beating down throughout the day. And when it's not, it's because the cloud is or the sky is completely covered by dark, stormy clouds. Uh, The crackle of thunder is not uncommon to hear at this time of year. Um, Though the sister cities in the vast are civilized and well defended, the wilderness around them is full of danger, especially to untrained merchants and common folks who don't usually wander outside of the cities, Raven's Bluff being one of them. Following the Fire River north will lead to a road that you can take almost directly to the doorstep of Kaggerts. The mountains rise on either side of you, uh, the Earth Spur Mountains. Um, And on the side of the road, trees and brush have kind of just grown in completely. You know that these lands used to be plains. Uh, Orcs made camps out of them before all of these people came in and civilized the place, basically. They, the mountains that are around you kind of almost seem to guide you down this road uh, as this trail is kind of winding between them. All of these mountains have snow-capped peaks despite the heat of the summer sun kind of blazing down all of you guys. Birds sing out greetings from the thick natural forest, and you can hear water rushing by from an unseen river through the brush. Um, but you all are on your way to Kaggerts now. Uh, do you want to do anything while you're on the road? Talk to each other about something? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, So where exactly did you get your buffalo guy? That's a long story. (laughs) So long. Period. (laughs) So long, I don't even know where the buffalo came from. He's just kind of always been there. Well, you told me when I interviewed you, you, I mean, you've known him from birth, basically. You don't remember a time before the buffalo, right? Is there a time before the buffalo? I mean, not in my mind. (laughs) I don't think in anybody's mind. There's a time before the buffalo. 
So as you guys are walking and talking about the buffalo, um, you come to a bend uh, that goes in between these giant mountains. And as you come to this bend, you can hear voices coming from uh, the woods. It almost sounds like they're laughing, like they're saying just like something really loud, uh, though it's kind of hard to discern from where you are right now. Um... Hmm. We're just like we're just like in the grassy knoll right now. You're on a you're on a road. Like there's a road, but um, there are mountains around you, um, and there's a forest kind of at the foot of all these mountains. And you guys are kind of on a trail in the middle of that. Wanna... We're all walking except for guy. Yeah, guy's on his buffalo. Okay. I want to try to listen <laughs> even harder to those voices. Okay, listen harder. Fifteen? Uh, yeah, with a fifteen, uh, I'm assuming that you kind of maybe walk to the edge of the woods to get a better Do ear. Me. Yeah, you hear some. You hear. You think three voices. And yeah, and one of them is just like, ah, we're going to make a pretty coin with this bad boy, aren't we? And he, he hits something, and you can hear something metal kind of ring out as he's, his hand swats at something. Uh, there are two smaller uh, men, and you can see, with a 15, you can see all three of these men. Uh, they're sitting, and they've just put out a campfire, and they're talking. One is big and burly, and he has dark skin. He has big tusks for earrings and a mohawk that kind of goes all the way down the back of his neck, it looks like. He towers over the other two, who wear common clothing, uh, one has a mustache, and the other one looks about as regular as you can get. He's a very generic-looking guy. But uh, they have something in a cage, and uh, he's, they're just like, yeah, I can't believe we found this, boss. This is going to be great. We're going to make so much money. We're never going to have to work again. And as you creep closer to them, you feel something. You don't hear it. It's it just like this sudden emotion kind of hits you, um, and it's, it's distress. So you, you just immediately become distressed, and you feel captured and closed in. Um, and you're not sure why you feel that way. But out of nowhere, you just, like, feel this uh, pressure, like you're stuck somewhere, like you can't get out. Can we see what's in the cage? You can. I'll sneak back and tell you guys what's going on. Uh, there's three guys there. They One seems normal. The other two seem kind of shady. Uh, they have something in a cage, and it is distressed. And it's making me feel distressed. It's making you feel distressed? Yeah, I know. That weird. To you I don't. I don't usually feel things, but I felt very. <laughs> so it's not you. It's that thing doing that. I think so. Whatever. You it, didn't see what it was. It was a strange feeling. Would you say these men have? you go. What were they talking about? Were they talking about? They were talking about money. They were going to make a lot of money. Do they seem like mean people? Um, not that I could discern. He had big tusks for earrings. Dark skin. Oh, you think he's an orc? Does that sound like anybody I might know from my connections in the underground? Uh, you can roll history. <laughs> Certainly. I know shit like species and stuff, uh, right? By the history? way, podcast, I, I've never played a ranger before, so... Here we go. <laughs> Tweet at me if I fuck up. That's a 19. Uh, 19 on history. Um, you you recognize the colors that this guy... Uh, well, uh, I guess you would probably describe what you yeah. saw to them. Um, the colors that he's wearing are a deep burgundy and a bright blue. And you would recognize that as part of just kind of these street thugs who run around. They're basically bandits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe not yeah, proper, so but they like to think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're just like some street thugs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To the, yeah, to the point, <laughs> they've gotten far enough to wear matching outfits, but not much further than that. Right. It sounds like these street thugs. I bet we could take them. Be a great to? story, you guys. Come on. Um, I want to kind of sneak up close and see what's in the cage. Okay. Uh, rule, rule stealth. Okay. I mean, we're we're <laughs> looking for stolen things, right? Oh, fair. That's true. 
Um, it's a 12. Very logical. Oh, thank you. Uh, okay. Yeah, with a 12 is actually, for these guys, going to do it. Yeah, they don't seem to notice you at all. Um, roll a, without getting too close, just roll a, a, yeah, roll a perception for me. You're not really able to tell uh, just sitting there. Um, it's a 11. So I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. It's a 14. Okay, 14's better. You, it looks like a, like they have some kind of lizard in the cage, um, but it's winged. You can tell it has wings, um, and it's just kind of moving around it really quickly, and, and it, it seems, the way that it's moving, it, sem- it seems at least semi-intelligent. Um, j- it's not just like clawing and raking. You can see it like trying to pull and look around, and uh, it's not just freaking out and going feral. Um, but as you get closer, this emotion just drops on you out of nowhere. You feel like you're, you've been captured. You feel uh, like there's no escape. It, it's just like this heavy sense of anxiety that kind of settles over over you um, and you begin to kind of fear for your life uh, and this just comes out of nowhere the men haven't turned to look at you or anything um, it just hits you um, so I turn back to the party and I give everyone a look we totally know what that yeah. is yeah let's see they're wangling a sadness lizard <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being very quiet god damn it um, <laughs> I'm gonna sneak over to the cage well they're holding it Oh, they're holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The animal inside like of it. Okay. No, it's a. It's like a, it could sit on your shoulder. It could okay. sit on your shoulder. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seeing his look, I kind of make my way that that way as well. I'm not sinking. Are you guys? Are is, is everyone um, gonna try to sneak over to patches? Yeah, I'm gonna. Sneak. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everybody try to sneak over to patches. Eighteen. Hmm. Nineteen. Nice. That's eighteen. Oh my god. <laughs> a little hard for me to sneak on a buffalo. I'm a hangback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you all actually do successfully just kind of like, you don't step on any twigs. You don't like crunch any leaves. You all get up there. Right, yeah, you're dancing around these. You're just like tiptoeing. It's very graceful. But uh, you all get up to patches, and it seems like you haven't been heard, and all of you get that same feeling. Just this sense of dread settles over you, and you all become like really anxious. You start to feel like you've been captured. Like you've been like an animal in a corner. You all like just get this overwhelming sensation of it. And you can just hear the bigger man talking to the other two. And it's obvious that he's in charge both by his stature and the way that they respond to him. He shakes both of their shoulders with two giant meaty hands. You can see all of the strange trinkets that are hanging off of his belt. None of them look very expensive, uh, but none of them really make a lot of sense together either. But yeah, they're all just kind of like tingling together as he's shaking these two men. Uh, his, his, you can see his giant mohawk and he has a big scar in the middle of his face. As you get closer. And he just says, boys, I can't believe we got this. I really didn't think that we were going to be able to get this done, but we did. And we got away with it. And we're less than a day away from Raven's Bluff. We're going to sell this thing and we're going to make it. I told you we could do it. Do you want me to sneak in and distract him while you sneak up and down? Sure. Two of these. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what sound does um, the buffalo make? I am going to uh, create a distraction for our friends in the clearing while everyone else prepares to. Okay, yeah, what are you going to do? I'm basically just going to stroll right in. Cool. Okay. And I've got my. My instrument is a dulcimer, so I've got that out and I'm just playing. Okay. And I was getting. um, like the emotion I was getting from the capture, what I'm guessing is the captured creature, is sort of inspiring. Sure. So I'm playing, like, making up the tune to a tragedy as I walk. I'm just going to pretend somber. like I just, yeah. <laughs> it sounds very sad and mournful. 
Um, yeah, so you you come out of uh, the brush, mm-hmm. and as you do, uh, she's I playing. Move away from them before I walk. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, you start to walk around, but before I mean, they're not going to let you circle all the way around right. before something happens. No, I'm just going to get a little right. away from where they're hiding. Okay. So yes, yeah, so you come out and you're playing this dulcimer. Uh, it sounds very, uh, it's very beautiful and calming, uh, despite this overwhelming sense of dread you're all feeling. Yeah, Um, but uh, as you come out, all three of the men pull scimitars and they pull them on you. The leader steps out in front of the other two. You can see the colors on a headband that is around his mohawk, that burgundy and bright blue. And uh, what do you think you're doing here? Who do you are? You want to get gutted? It's a good way to do it. Sneaking out of some brush. Goodness, I'm so sorry. Playing some sort of loot. Do I know you? You look really familiar. Uh, You'd consider yourself lucky if you knew me. I'm sure I would. I provide for my friends, and I'm sure well, I'm an all-around pretty good guy. You're from Raven's Bluff, right? I know those colors. Ah, you recognize them, do you? I sure do. The men of the Tusk. We don't mess I around. Bet. We're well respected. Do you guys ever hang out at the kettle? Ah, they don't let the likes of us into the kettle. Can't ah. afford fancy drinks. I tell you what, I bet your story would do well on the kettle stage. I'm their headline performer. And then uh, one of the smaller guys, the really plain-looking one, just walks over and he's like, "Boss." We can't afford the drinks there now. And he's like, oh, that's right. <laughs> and they all just kind of get excited once more. You can, he's holding the cage in his hand. And you can see it looks like a small dragon, but it has a scorpion's tail. And it's only about uh, as big as a parrot. Like it could sit on your shoulder. Um, and you can just see its uh, wings and its small hands and it's looking out at you. It's kind of stopped struggling and it's just looking out at you. And you feel this uh, different emotion. And all of you do. As um, it sees you, it just helplessness. You feel like at a loss, like like you just kind of lost all hope. It just kind of leaves you in an instant. As soon as this thing looks at you, and all three of you watching this happen feel that same thing. How far am I from the lizard of sadness? <laughs> You're far enough away from the lizard of sadness to not feel its uh, depression settle in. I'd like to. Uh, how close am I to the nearest tree? Pretty close. Would I be considered to be in the forest? Yeah, yes, you're oh, in the forest. Just well, because you're on a road doesn't mean you're not in the forest. Like you're the, just saying. You don't have to like take a step into it. I'm surrounded by mountains, and most forests I know are not made of mountains. Yeah. And if they are, then it's... Anyway, so, yeah, I want to... Uh, I'd like to roll uh, acrobatics to leap like a freak into the uh, closest tree. <laughs> you're going to get in the tree? Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to climb up the tree. Okay. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Plus probably some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Actually, 12. 13, 14, 15, 16. I you, think I'm in that tree. You climb the tree. I climb you're, the, you're in the it. tree. Yeah, and as you're climbing this tree, you just, you feel like, for whatever reason, maybe you can't climb this tree. You just lose a lot of hope and enthusiasm, and you just feel kind of trapped as you're climbing up this thing. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to cry. So I'm going to climb You persevere. Tree, and I'm going to keep my legs wrapped around the tree. Okay. And my arms for a minute, and I'm going to try to look at the lizard. Just see what's going on. Okay, roll a perception because you're you're just right off the road, right? Like you haven't gone far enough in. I'm trying to get like up in up in the way. Uh, I, I that's a seven. <laughs> perception? Yeah, you realize that you, though though your plan was a solid one, you get higher ground and you have a better vantage point. You just realize that there's a lot of leaves up here in the top of the trees, and you're having a hard. Yeah, it's the summer, man. Like it's hard to see through these trees. I get that. That's fine. Okay, great. <laughs> well, she's talking to them. I want to try to sneak and get behind them. Okay, cool. Roll a stealth. I have a quick question about uh, cantrip. If I wanted to, like, out of combat, 
point and do true strike at someone? How yeah. long would that last? Until my next attack always? Um, it should say it. Well, yeah, it will... Uh, Look on your cheat sheet. On next turn, gain advantage on first attack. Yeah, so that's in in, in six seconds, okay, basically. So, I, so it lasts about six seconds. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. All right, long. Cool. Um, I'm good? also... I'm sneaking up as well. Okay, what did you roll? <laughs> I rolled an eight. Um, that's a 22. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. Um, How far away am I? You, you're uh, uh, about 35 feet away from these guys. Um, I want to get, I'm going to follow them and get within like 20 feet. Okay. Uh, you roll in stealth? Yeah. Okay. Roll stealth. 16. So as you guys start to, you guys turn to creep, Adelaide just falls. Like it, it, she, it, she, she catches herself. She doesn't fall completely. There's still a little bit of a stir. And as these three men have all of their scimitars pointed five feet away from you, uh, the leader just says, looks like you ain't going to be the only one getting gutted around here. And with that, we're all going to roll for our initiative. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. okay, Adelaide. Uh, four. Ow. I know. <laughs> Using a different set of dice, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, Arwell? Six. Oh my god. Alright. <laughs> Patches? Nine. Ooh. Guy? Nineteen, motherfucker. Hell yeah, finally. Callista. Oh, that'll yeah, it's good that you're rolling high. Alright. Yes. I'm gonna be so powerful by the end I'm gonna be a Power Ranger. <laughs> Kill me. Kill me now. I can't wait. Boot me off the podcast. You're done. Callista. You were up first. Oh, oh no, guys up first. Guys up first. God, just trying to rob me right off the start. Yeah, I hate it when you God's get to play. Use his turn to get out of a tree, but that's okay. Okay, Callista, uh, or guys, sorry, you're up. <laughs> I'm gonna, after all that, <laughs> it's a cooler name. I'm going to. I'm going to call me Callista. Okay, later. I'm going to clinch my loins against this tree and hold myself in place whilst I release a bolt. Into this lizard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to shoot the dude's hand and shoot his hand like. You want to? You want to hurt him enough to where he drops this cage? Or just so that's a range attack, I would imagine. Yeah. Plus five to my attack. That's all, baby. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21! That's a hit. Come out the game, gate swinging. Uh, that's one d8 plus three. I'm use my new d8. Five. Uh, you you do release this bow, and as you do, it doesn't like sink into this guy's shoulder or anything. It grazes him, uh, and you see it graze his shoulder. Uh, and as it does, you just see this snarl come up on his face, and he kind of hunkers down. Though like these guys maybe seemed just like malcontents who didn't look like they could be uh, super dangerous. When you see him make this face, you can like kind of feel his power a bit, and you realize that he might be a little tougher than his two subordinates. Uh, as he kind of buckles down and. Uh, he looks in the direction of the arrow, and then he immediately refocuses back on you. Uh, as it sails by, he looks toward the arrow, and then he looks at you, and he's like, big mistake. How the fuck do you think I fired an arrow <laughs> out of a tree? What is wrong with um, <laughs> So, Callista, you're up. I'm going to say, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> do you really want to? Oh, no. We're going to attack. I turned to defend against the yeah. attackers. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm still. I've been sort of playing oh God, the whole time, you know, my sad song. <laughs> mm-hmm. And suddenly, I hit a very dissonant chord, which casts dissonant whispers okay. on Meathead in front of me. Okay. Mohawk Meathead. What does what does Mohawk Meathead do? Um, he needs to make a wisdom save. <gasps> Meathead, he's good at those. Dice Tower. 
That's a 13. That is a 13. Shit. Yeah, so he, you see him, uh, he says big mistake, and you just hit this dulcimer as hard as you can, mm-hmm. and you just see him grit his teeth a little harder, and his gaze just kind of settles on you. Like, it just kind of turns to stone as he's, he's sitting there looking at you. Some yeah, he'll take half. Yeah. One quarter portion. Eight. Eight damages. Uh, yeah, it's, you do see him kind of grit his teeth, and he sets his glare on you, and you do notice just a little bit of blood kind of come out of his mouth. As yeah, you, so I'm sort of acting like I did that by yeah. accident because I was startled by the arrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. What could have happened? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Callista, these two are going to immediately uh, attack you, the bandit captain, and, uh, yeah, and his uh, his subordinate. The, the first swing is from the... The big guy in front of you, that is going to be a 24, which I imagine hits you. And then uh, he swings once more, and that's a 13, which does not hit you. That does not. No, nice. So his first hit, his scimitar just comes in, uh, and he is able to get you for six slashing damage as uh, the scimitar hits. Um, That's a pretty big hit. Yeah, he's able to just immediately kind of cut across your arm. Uh, and you can, it, you guys can see that it's like already drawn blood really quickly on her. And then the second guy uh, comes in and he is going to hit as well. Um, and he does three more slashing damage to you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking a little woozy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These guys just immediately come out swinging at you guys. Ouch. Um, up next, Patches. So first, I'm going to say, you two fellas, not you, not the big guy, but you two you're fellas. Step, so you're stepping out step, of the brush. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say something before I um, take my full action. But uh, we all overheard this guy saying that he was going to take the money and not share any of it with you. We heard, he was, he's been talking about it to himself for, for hours. We've been hearing him say that, and I'll roll deception. Uh-huh. That is a 19. Wow. Yeah, so these two, at first, they kind of write you off. The the, the big guy standing in front, doesn't uh, he doesn't say anything to you. He doesn't, like, rebuttal. Um, he just says, uh, don't listen to him, boys. Uh, it, one, one just kind of stands firm behind him. The other one, you can kind of see him starting to look between you and the captain. Uh, like, he's got a little look of Tell worry on his face. Tell him the truth. Um, <laughs> but, I'm going to run over here and stab him. What? <laughs> The big guy. Okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> a 16. Uh, yeah, 16 hits. Cool. Uh, so it's nine damage. Wow. Uh, that's with the dagger? Two daggers. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you come in, uh, and after you say this, you see one of these guys. He just is kind of looking back and forth. And as this fight is happening, you all can see these storm clouds kind of coming over uh, the mountains as this happens. And you can feel the first drop of rain hit your head. Um, as you're going in, and as you walk through, you feign with one dagger, and then, like, as he goes to step out of the way, you just kind of slice across uh, what you now know is this leather armor on his chest. And though the blade doesn't open his skin, uh, you still hit him with a pretty heavy blow as you come across, and it pushes him back just a little bit. Um, anything else? That is all. Okay. Arwell, you're up. Cool. And then um, Adelaide? How's he looking? Big guy? Yeah. Winded. Winded? Yeah. Okay. Is he 15 feet away from me? Um, I have a clear shot of him from here. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to do Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt. That ass. Yeah. So, yeah. So, with that. Can Bards use fire? 
Hopefully. Probably. They, they have <laughs> before. <laughs> no, I just make a spell attack. And then I add my spell attack, right, mm -hmm. to it. Uh, 24. <laughs> that hits. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a witch bolt. All right, so, cool. It's a witch bolt, bolt is in effect. <laughs> and then do I add anything to the actual attack to this, my spell attack? No, it, okay. the damage is whatever the spell says. Okay, seven. All right, seven damage to the big guy. Cool. And now he has the stream. Yeah, yeah, you can see this kind of blue stream of energy connecting from you to him as your hand is kind of stretched out. And this thing does just lodge right into his shoulder. Um, it doesn't seem like it opens a wound like an arrow would, but it just is kind of stuck in him in this really strange, ethereal kind of way. Uh, he definitely winces in pain, and though it hasn't, like, gouged him open or anything, you see some blood starting to trail off of it, um, and a little bit more is kind of coming out of his mouth after you were able to attack him. I want to yell to the other two, Mike, you might want to believe my friend Okay. All right. Uh, Adelaide. So, and then Guy, you're on deck. Woo! I triple it all. I brought this upon my friends. I ruined the plan. With <laughs> <laughs> these newfound friends, I'm feeling kind of bad. But So I go to point at the guy, and my fake finger, my fake amethyst finger, which is my arcane focus, starts to glow. And I say, you have cool trinkets! But instead, I cast Eldritch Blast right at him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Let me... Oh, Lord. Ew. I'm burning these dice. Like... Yeah. <laughs> They're so pretty, oh, but it's like... See, that's a seven. Yeah, so Adelaide, uh, she she trips. <laughs> yeah, she trips, catches herself, stands up, says, "You've got really cool trinkets," and then fires a, and then fires a spell directly into the river. Like you can just see it go like. Yeah, yeah, like a fish. A fish comes to the surface and like floats down the river. <laughs> I'm a little turned off by the emotion. Catch it. Uh, Guy, you're up, and uh, Guy, as your turn comes in, uh, the rain is no longer this uh, teasing of a storm coming in. It's now started to start hitting the trees, and you can see, yeah, you can see the leaves of the trees kind of starting to dance as these big fat raindrops are starting to hit them, uh, but you are up. I have a 50-foot hemp rope. Uh-huh. If I were to <laughs> fasten it to one of the branches closest, the strongest branches closest to, new, to me, would I be able to swing from here like a freak and <laughs> kick this guy? Me. Could I swing? Could I get enough force with my body to swing through them and kick this yeah, guy? Yeah, but it'll take you a whole turn to see if you can tie the rope to it. I'm willing to take that chance. Okay, roll uh, roll so athletics for me. You can roll uh, attacking me. survival if you want. <laughs> I'm well. going to do... Athletics or survival. Okay, hold on. I'm going to do... Did you roll bad? No, it's, <laughs> it's a athletics because... That's probably sure. what needs to happen. Since it's getting a little slippery up there. So 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, 11, you, uh, for what it's worth, you're able to fasten a knot with this, uh, and it looks pretty sturdy. It's a double knot. Cool. Yeah. Double, double knotted that shit. <laughs> and then <clears throat> from the trees, I'm going to be like, bam, to mimic some sort of burden and uh, distract them. Okay. Yeah. So this bolt goes. This bolt goes flying into the river. A fish dies and floats to the top. And then uh, you guys can't see anything, but you're oh, bam! From up in one of the trees, um, you can see the confusion and discord kind of starting to spread to these bandits. Just, <laughs> like, the confusion is on my yeah. face as well. But uh, Callista, you are up. 
Um, yeah, so I might actually use my action to disengage. Okay, you got half your speed. Sneak back this way. My speed. Perfect. Is... Oh, my speed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> yeah, so you you just, as he's coming back in with these, he just comes across your arm with a scimitar, and then his friend hits you with another one, uh-huh. and you're just like, all right, never, never mind. <laughs> and you, Fuck yeah. Shit, I'm almost dead. As these scimitars just swipe across you, you quickly take a step back, mm-hmm. uh, leaving patches alone with, uh, this, <laughs> with this bandit captain and his two thugs. Uh, this guy looking at patches, takes he uh, uses disengages his action and he takes a step away from you and he's still kind of looking at uh, the bandit captain and back to you like kind of for some sort of confirmation uh, but that's all he does with his turn and then the captain I'm, I'm nodding like <laughs> the captain is going to take two <laughs> swings at you uh, the first is definitely hits like a 22 yep. the second is a 13 which does not hit you. Um, so yeah, he swipes across you with one of his scimitars and does... Stink bug landed on your head, West. Get him! Get away <laughs> from the deer! Uh, he does eight slashing damage to you. Excellent. <laughs> oh, <God>. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can just feel you can just feel the brute force of this. Like this guy is much bigger than the other two, and much bigger than any of you guys. And you can just feel that strength behind this swing as his scimitar kind of goes across your chest. Uh, Patches has a new story and a new scar to tell, if nothing else. And Patches, you were actually up. Ah, well, fuck it. I'm gonna stab him again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a nineteen. Nineteen hits. Please die. Um, nine damage. Ooh. Uh, how do you how do you put this guy out of his misery? Oh, Woo! just like Woo! two daggers in each temple, just. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, as you do, um, as you, yeah, Patches runs up and he sticks his two daggers in this guy's head, and as soon as you do, his grip just loosens and that cage just falls, uh, and it hits the ground. And as it does, you all feel this sense of fright. Like, as soon as it hits the ground, you all, like, are scared out of your minds. Seems uh, like from the reaction of uh, the other two bandits, maybe it's because their captain just got murdered in front of them. Maybe they felt the same thing, but their faces have kind of gone pale, and both of their eyes are really wide. One has his uh, mouth open. Um, and the second bandit over here, seeing his <laughs> captain fall, he looks at all of you, and he's like, You're probably right. He was going to take the money anyway. I never had anything to do with this. And as he says that, he kind of, oh, God. <laughs> God comes. He, he just starts to take some steps back uh, toward the river. Um, and he, he sheathes his scimitar back. And he just kind of has his hands up in front of him as he's backing away from you guys. No one doing anything. He just turns and dashes, man. He's the fuck out of there. He takes off into the woods. Uh, his buddy's like, uh, yeah, we would, we would never hurt anybody. Uh, I mean, I mean, um, and right. uh, <laughs> Arwell, you were, Arwell, you were up. <laughs> um, Adelaide's on deck. Um, um, I just play mail. I like it when they go sleep. Um, I am definitely looting his trinkets, so let's. I was hoping his uh, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna roll inside on this guy and see if he is buying what patches is selling. Uh, the last guy remaining. Yeah. Who's just standing there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> twenty-two. Yeah, with the twenty-two, um, if like 
the darkening of his pants around his crotch didn't give away enough. Like, this guy is <laughs> visibly shaking. Um, and it seems like he can't even find the words. And his back is to the river, and his dead captain is right beside him. You guys have kind of closed off uh, his only exit out, and he's just sitting there kind of shaking um, and looking at all of you. Okay. His his hands are up. He's sheathed his scimitar, too. And you can just, like, visibly see his hands trembling in front well, of him. Well, then I'm going to slowly walk up to him, and as I do that, I'm going to cast Blade Board in front of myself. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, just be like, let's all just calm down and have a little chit-chat. This creature kind of starts to open its mouth, and you hear these little, like, like just strange noises coming out of it. It's like, and it's trying to rip out of the thing. And uh, once again, you all feel that helplessness. Um, and it, it just seems like you feel like you want to cry out for help. Um, all of you are kind of feeling this. Yeah, so you guys are out of combat. Yeah. I'm going to untie the rope. <laughs> you don't want to swing down anyway? I'm just going to climb down. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to walk over to the cage and point at it and talk to Pee uh, Pee Pants yeah. and say, what is this? What is this creature? What? Why? What is it? Uh, boss said not to worry about it, just that they're really rare and that uh, a lot of people want them. Well, I'm going to pick up the cage and just set it upright. Yeah, yeah, you do. I'm, and kinda, I'm like sort of, sort of talking to it. Yeah, and you, you all... a soothing song. As you, yeah, as you do this, you all really feel uh, you feel cautious. Um, all of you kind of get this overwhelming sensation of Sorry. being cautious, uh, of just kind of uh, paranoia a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so you're talking to this guy, and he's just like, uh, boss said it was some kind of exotic animal. I don't know. Uh, wizards like them, something like that. And they'll pay high dollar for them. They can communicate through emotions, uh, not words, something like that. But, uh... Do you uh, know what this is? Would nature be like the history um, of the creature? Um, nature would be like what the creature is. Uh, but that's all Boss said. I don't know what it is. I, I just thought, he just told us we could make a lot off of it. What are all nature? Oh. Uh, found it back in town. Uh, smuggled it up here. Took it out of the crate and caged it. What town? Back in Raven's Bluff. In Raven's Bluff you found this? Yeah. Are you taking it back to Raven's Bluff to see? Well, we smuggled it out. Uh, had to get it on some... Look, I... I really shouldn't be telling you all this. It, it, just take it. You can sell it if you want. It's it's yours. That's selling shit. <sighs> Look, uh, he's uh, and as he says this, he takes a step back and he jumps into the river and he's like swimming across it as quickly ah, as he can. Criminals. Uh, uh, you can have an attack of opportunity if you like. As he turns to kind of jump into the river, uh, Arwell. For attack of opportunity, can you use like a cantrip? No, you have to you, like you basically be punching him. <laughs> well, no, that would be shocking grasp. Could I use that as my cantrip? No, no. Sucks. That's right. And sort of bow with a flourish. Then, thanks. Yeah, he's gone. And you, like, hopefully he, um, uh, he's gone. And you guys now have this strange creature. It looks like a little dragon. Um, Does it even remotely sound like it might be speaking draconic? No, it doesn't. It like it doesn't seem like it's trying to form words. It it, it does act like an animal more than can anything. I, can I roll Arcana to see if I remember studying anything to that like yeah. magic that affected sure. emotions? Twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is magic that affects emotions, but you don't no, think that this thing is using it or anything? Yeah. I want to roll oh. nature on the lizard sadness. I get a double proficiency on it. <laughs> so it's four plus. Uh, I'm still playing it lullabies and trying to calm it down. Yeah, I kind of get up to it. Is that why I just stopped making a skill It's like digging through the big guy's shit. Yeah, with the nine, yeah, I'm gonna you know. His trinkets off. Uh, you know that this is of dragon blood, but it's not a dragon. You're not really sure outside of that uh, exactly what this thing is. But uh, just to like to give you guys a brief description, it does have um, reddish skin that goes over it. It looks 
for all intents and purposes, just like a small dragon, a small full-grown dragon. Except the only real difference is that it has like a scorpion's tail, mm-hmm. and it, it's it is using that actively to try and like pry its way out of the cage and pry the bars back, and like as well as its feet and teeth. What would I roll to see if I knew what it was? Nature. Nature. Okay. No, I did not know it. Um, for flavor, it was a seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and you and guy, you and guy both walk up. Uh, both of you. He knows that this is some sort of dragon, though it isn't literally one. Uh, you're kind of dumbfounded by this thing. Uh, at first, you were like, "Oh, it's maybe a baby dragon," and then you saw its tail, and we're just like, uh. "I think we should release it." I'm not sure. I think we should bring it to the wizard school with us. I think it okay. might belong yeah. to someone if you said they got it in town. Okay. I'm wondering. So as I'm playing and singing to it, mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask it, it, like, is it okay if we take you somewhere where you'll be safe? Um, you, you all have this feeling of freedom. Um, just, uh, like, of being free. He wants to be free. Maybe. Well, let's keep Those it Those two then. that ran off both know that we're in possession of it. They don't know where we're going. Right, but they're going to recognize us later. We're going to be back in Raven's Bluff at some point. Are they going to point us out as the people who stole that from so-and-so? Is this going to cause us problems down the road? Is what I'm wondering. I think we've already caused a problem either way. Hmm? That, you know, big guy, Mohawk, Tuskier... <laughs> that, that's his name. <laughs> yeah, maybe we was going to take all the rewards anyway, right? True. She's selling us. They didn't too. seem like they were snitches. <laughs> <laughs> they could frame us for a theft. Well, they, they, no, that would bother you. They're a gang. They're not going to frame us yeah, for theft. You know, snitches get stitches. Stealing from thieves, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. What do you think? I think let's, wants let's to be keep let it go. for now, and then let's talk. I to I think Gregory we should take it to the school. Yeah. For sure. Probably yeah, as you it. say, let's take it to the school. You all once again feel that desperation um, and that hopelessness kind of settling over you all. You all feel this fear kind of starting to fill your hearts and to make the hair on the back of your neck stand yeah, up. These feelings, it's making me very uncomfortable. You're nice yeah, to can I? Because yeah. it seems like maybe the three thugs um, weren't as affected as we were by uh-huh. the Yeah, what would I roll for? Uh, for history? You could you could roll uh, to <laughs> see insight, you, but you already rolled that. I think yeah. uh, with your, with your insight, you would have noticed that they were affected by it, mostly they because they reacted at the exact same time you guys did. They just well, been hanging out with them for that. I don't know. Um, right. I'm okay if you guys want to take it. However, he seems to not want to go. I'm like well, it. It wants to be. Free, it seems like a really. yeah, magical creature who got caught. Mm-hmm. Would it be animal handling if I wanted to try to speak a little mm-hmm. animal whisper yeah. into its yeah. ear? I say. Hey, little buddy. Why don't we just set you in, out into the opening? That's, that's a, uh, well, it's a dude, but I've got some stuff to add to that. <laughs> you can roll advantage since you're trying to tell it that you'll set it free. It's a 15. Okay, so yeah, with a 15, you all feel this sense of relief. Ugh, finally. Um, it just kind of breaks, and as that breaks, you, those feelings are kind of gone. It feels like they've released their grip on your minds, uh, wherever they're coming from. But you feel a sense of relief, and then that strange presence that's making you feel these things kind of just uh, releases its grip on your minds and hearts. Guys, judging by the Thank fact God. that my butthole's no longer puckered, I think this little fella wants to go out into the wild. Yeah. I think you're right. I think we can, yeah. I could not can, stand we, another we day can. of emotions with this creature. Let's get rid of it. I have a cage. You can yeah. let it go. 
Yeah, you feel um, you as this thing kind of comes yeah. out. Uh, you see, it just flies in the air right in front of you all, um, and it looks around at you, and you all feel the sense of gratitude, like you all feel grateful. Um, and so, uh, this strange little creature is just sitting in front of you, and you all feel very thankful. You're not yeah. sure for exactly I'm what, so but thankful for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pat ourselves on the back. Generally. Yeah, and with that, with that, it does. It shoots straight up into the air, and as it does, you just hear this. <laughs> as the first uh, sound of thunder kind of cracks over these mountains. Uh, the rain is really starting to come down. Like, just these drops are hitting. You can see it all over the river, and all of the leaves are just <laughs> dancing in this forest. Um, it's, ha- it's hard to see further than 30 feet in front of you just because of how much of this rain is coming down now. Uh, it's turning the road into mud, and it's starting to rise the river, but this thing flies back towards Raven's Bluff um, as soon as this storm finally kind of settles in. But, um, yeah, you, you're, so you're missing two bandits. There's a dead guy in front of you. The rain's coming down. Yeah, I want to loot the, loot yeah, the dead loot, guy. Loot, loot, loot. Yeah, so uh, you loot yeah, the dead guy. Uh, Does anybody else have any healing? <laughs> we should have called the podcast Loot the Dead Guy. <laughs> so I can't do anything. Yeah, I got a little medicine on you. Yeah, y'all see if he's got any healing potions on him. Um, I know we're both. Hurt. A little worse for wear, but I can only help one of us right now. What does he have on him? Uh, he has five copper pieces, okay. um, which are Ooh. basically a dollar. So he has like five dollars on him. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, um, he and then he has just uh, his scimitar, which is just as far as you can tell, a regular scimitar. Mm-hmm. His sweet burgundy and bright blue bandana he was wearing. Oh, I'm taking that. now has a, some cuts in it and a little blood. Oh. But yeah. <laughs> we should take that. Let, let I, me take that. You might be able to find some kit, use guys. out of that patch. Let me let me throw that in my costume kit. Okay. Just I don't, in case. I don't yes. feel like I need a fucking bandana, but and then he has, everyone knows you. And then he he has a bunch of bottles. Um, from a distance, it, it looked like he had all kinds of really interesting things all over him. But as you start to pick them up, you realize that they're just bottles full of like dirt and some have like rocks and other ones have twigs and like you see you see wizards all the time with really interesting pieces on them and so maybe it was just kind of this facade more than anything but none of these bottles really have it's just dirt <sighs> what i know is an outlander like if they were orcs or did we already oh they were them? humans for sure oh they were humans yeah. oh, okay sorry well nothing worth um, you want the five copper pieces we, do we need to make camp and I mean, i'll take rest the five in. copper pieces you just leave the trinkets to me and you can take the money and this direction is like to where we're going. <laughs> you guys are going uh, north. This way. Yeah. I mean, we Even could... though they're just bottles of dirt, I'm going to keep some. How far away would we be from Taggart's? Uh, you guys have, you, you're only about a half day's walk out okay. from Raven's Bluff. It's about um, a two day journey on foot to okay. get to Taggart's. Um, yeah, let's paint camp, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep the cage too, just for posture. Okay, sure. It's, uh, it's nothing you can like put in a Pat, a pouch mm-hmm. or anything. It's like a metal barred cage that's about yeah, this big. Okay. I just feel the need to hold on to it for a minute. Sure. Yeah. So you do. You hang on to the cage. Sort of tight. Um, you guys are trying to set up camp in this rain. Uh, it's pouring down. Uh, somebody roll uh, survival for me yeah. to see if you can. Let me do it. Yeah. yeah to see if you can set up you camp in this. That's twenty. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So this rain is coming down. I mean, it is a torrential downpour at this point. You can't hear each other. You're having to scream over it. 
Uh, the thunder just makes it even worse as it's just pouring down through these leaves. It's completely... It's so super annoying. It's out there on a rock, like, flash dance, like the rain <laughs> um, it's, it's completely soaked through your clothes, and they're all weighing down on you. Uh, all of your important items have kind of become soaked. Uh, but in the, all of the mud, and in all of the rain, and in all of the confusion, you guys can just see Guy going to work on something. And you can see him, like, clearing out brush, and you can uh, see him pulling, like, some sort of tarp that he's made really quickly out of mud and leaves over a small spot. But yeah, you're about a half days out. Um, you're not even really in a place where you probably would like lay down and go to sleep, but you have shelter now, at least. It's still kind of the middle of the day. Okay. Certainly not glamping. Do a, do short <laughs> rest and maybe use our hit dice. Oh! oh. I don't know really say the name of the thing in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, How's everybody on rations and stuff? Fine. We're good. We just <laughs> left. <laughs> I'm just checking to make sure everybody's buffalo. prepared. Uh, are you guys going to use your hit dice? Yeah. So we're taking out the whole short rest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a short rest. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my arcane recovery and recover my spell slot. Okay. You get a spell slot back? It's, um yeah, once per day after a short rest, I can uh, do half... What is it? Half rounded up to my level. I get one Sweet. spell. Sweet. How much HP did you guys get back? Six. Oh, is that max for you? No. I'm at seven. Yeah. Still, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. From the one hit. All right. So I that the rest isn't helping me very much, so mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself as well. Uh, all right. So maybe you tell a story, that's but better. it doesn't really do much for anybody. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I write us a song about the Aww. sad lizard. <laughs> okay. Lizard of Can I accompany you? Because sad I have dragon, a lizard. Sad lizard dragon. of sadness. What are they feeding you? That lizard made me so sad. Well, I'm glad we made him fly away. Assist. That's a two. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah so, so you do that. Yeah. And I actually got myself up to full health with that, with my roll for that. Oh, really? So, yeah. Great, yeah, so after this short rest, the the rain kind of washed away all the dried blood that was on the bodies of these two. Um, there, You guys didn't dispose of the bandit captain, so the whole time you're sitting in your shelter, his body's just kind of laying just outside of it, like on the riverbank, uh, just getting soaked. <laughs> Patches laughs at him. Um, but after uh, a, a very short amount of time, uh, the span of almost an hour, the storm passes, as summer storms usually do. It uh, just comes in, uh, dumps all of the water it has inside of it on you. It just rages for about an hour, and then the storm passes. The, you can start to hear the birds kind of starting to come back out. Um, the sun kind of peeks out from behind the clouds. Uh, though everything's still pretty damp and muddy. Um, the, the wildlife has started to come out. Guy. Je m'appelle Guy. Guy, on the Guy, on the buffalo. I said we keep going. The journey to Kaggert is about another day and a half. Yeah. Uh, it goes by uneventfully. You guys are on the main road. You guys do get to Kaggert. Yeah, um, and right. as you get here, you can yeah. see the school on the horizon as you're coming up. Before you can even see the school, you can practically feel the static of magic dancing in the air around it as you approach it. Um, as you do come up to it, you see how incredible these school grounds actually are. The buildings are simple, minimal shapes, but all together they form a bigger picture all across the campus. From wherever you stand, it seems like the shapes are kind of forming something else. It's a spectacle of modern architecture that's like sitting in front of you. It's really impressive. Students, professors, and to your surprise, 
goblins are wandering around the well-manicured grounds of this school. Um, they're kind of walking the courtyards in between the buildings. Um, you can tell that the paths and that the gardens themselves have been cut and shaped into arcane patterns, especially those of you that have studied any arcane. You can tell just by looking at it, even at ground level, that they're made to be these intricate kind of ritual patterns, maybe of protection or something. This is but... way cooler than our school. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> shining metal pillars dot the entire perimeter of the school, though there's no fence in between them. Um, the main building stands directly in front of you. It and those pillars have some sort of arcane symbols carved into all of them. Even if you didn't know the building in front of you was the main uh, hall, it's intricate towers and the sign above it that say, this says main hall gives it away. That could not be more clear. Yeah. Ugh. Um, did we we all have the crest emblem? Yeah, it, only um, only Arwell has it, but you only need the one. Okay. Um, just for fun, I'm I want to do an arcana check on the symbols. Okay. Uh, 14. Yeah, with the 14, um, you don't, you don't notice the symbols right away. Yeah. Um, you, you're kind of thinking back into your study of magic and becoming a wizard and... Disassociating. Yeah. Uh, you're just, you're just not able to put your finger on it. You can assume it's maybe for some kind of cool. defensive magic, seeing as it's all the way around the perimeter, but other than that, you're not really sure what these are for. Do you want to go ahead and meet Gregory, or do you want to kind of yeah, putz around? Indeed. All right, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to do hall. both. I'm going to putz around while meeting Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a rogue! <laughs> yeah, we go in. Uh, okay. Yeah, you open the main hall, and as you do, uh, these doors they they kind of feel like they open a little bit for you. Like you're not really having to put a lot of effort into it. You feel like maybe you could have just walked up, and these doors would have swung wide. But as you do, there's students kind of walking all around. Um, you do notice that most of these students are humans. There are a few others in the mix. Um, you can see these groups of students walking back and forth. It seems like uh, school is not in session right now. These students, as with any wizard academy, all kind of live on campus, um, and so they're just kind of walking around back and forth, hanging out, sitting on benches. Um, they're is a, a half a female halfling sitting behind a desk uh, as you come in she doesn't seem to have looked up at you all like she hasn't greeted you or even acknowledged that you've walked into the building which seems pretty normal seeing as how many students and professors and occasionally goblins are like walking in and out of these doors and all around you I walk over to the desk and she looks up at you, and her hair is uh, its pulled back into two braids. She wears pretty plain clothing, though you can see the school's crest is on her shirt. Um, the school's crest is a simple one. It's just uh, an, a simple eye with uh, what looks like three lines coming out of it on the top, the first in the middle, further extended than the two on the sides. Um, and underneath it, it says Kaggerts. She does have that crest on her shirt. Um, and she's just a plump little halfling. Uh, she looks very content and happy. She looks up and smiles. Uh, apologies. Um, I, I suppose, um, well, actually, I've never seen you around before, though. Um, can I see over the desk? Oh, oh, you're a gnome, that's right. No, you're like, you're like eye level with it. Um, you can see her then, yeah. as you, like, look up. Okay, but I didn't know if it was just going to put my little hand over the yeah. desk. <laughs> and I just put, put up the little, little uh, the little symbol, the little paper. Yes. Ah. Yeah, and then be like, I want to speak to Gregory. Ah, you have a symbol? Uh, this will make work easy for the both of us. Uh, give me just a moment. And she has these stones laid out on her desk. Um, there doesn't seem to be much else. There's a little bit of paperwork, but uh, otherwise... Jumping. Yeah, you can, see, you can see she has all of these smooth stones. Each of them has initials carved into them. She picks one up that says GV on it, and as she picks it up, uh, she just holds it in her hand and says, uh, 
Professor Vanderman, you have guests. They hold your crest. Uh, she just sits there and she's just smiling, looking at all of you. And she and then she says, okay, I'll send them back. And she places the stone back down on the desk. His door is uh, down this hallway. There are hallways on both sides. Her desk is kind of in the middle with a wall behind it. And there are hallways that go on both sides. His office is first hallway on my left. It's the third door on the right. You you can't miss it. All of the professor's offices are uh, up at the beginning. Um, and he's waiting for you. The door should be unlocked. Thanks. The buffalo and I walk down the hallway. Yeah, you have to leave the buffalo outside. <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, guy is not on his buffalo. Strangely enough, but he's walking with you all. Um, are you guys just going to go straight to his office, or did you want to do anything before you went in there? I'll go straight in. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you walk in and you see Gregory Vanderman, uh, an old friend, and he he isn't in a chair though he has one. He's standing over his desk. Um, and he's looking at uh, what looks like to be papers, and he looks up at you, and he kind of just has this big grin on. Um, he's a tall, burly man with thick, a thick blonde beard that's braided three times. His hair is blonde and split in the middle. He wears earthen tones and has an animal pelt draped over his back that kind of hangs over his shoulders. He holds a staff in one hand that's made of wood. It looks like a single piece of it with a bright blue crystal shard in the top that just seems to kind of be illuminating these sparks slowly. He, he just looks up at you and he says, friend, it's a good to see you again. I'm glad you can make it. Come in. Have yeah. seats. Yeah. Um, you, he's, he tells you all to have seats. You notice there are only two chairs in his office besides his. But um, he comes in and he, he clasps his hand on everyone and he says, I'm, uh, I'm Gregory Vanderman and uh, it's, it's a pleasure meeting you all. Uh, thank you for coming. I know it was short notice, uh, but this business is important and uh, it's good that we see to it now. Looks like you all had uh, a little bit of trouble getting here. We can see to those wounds, if you like, before we set you out to do any work for us, but uh, I think that you're going to be fine. I actually just need to wash up a bit. I'm fully healed at this point. Well, I'm sure that you uh, I'm sure that you scared the, the nine hells out of the students walking in with blood all over your clothes like that. Hopefully <laughs> they didn't seem to notice. I scare everybody. <laughs> I'm used to it. And what's your name? I'm Guy. Uh, all right. Well, Guy, could you close the door behind you? It's... Uh, it's best if some of the little ears outside don't hear what we're about to speak of. It's it's simple, really. Uh, we're a school of magic. Uh, the professors, in addition to teaching the students, and as he's saying this, he's just shuffling papers together and moving them off of his desk and clearing it. He puts his staff down beside him and he sits at the desk. You can hear the chair uh, kind of groan under his weight as he sits onto it. And you you do notice a bunch of abjuration books uh, that you have read before kind of lining his shelves all over his desk. You notice a lot of the symbols. Um, and you do know him to be the abjuration professor here. Um, but us professors don't only teach the students. We... We study magic for the school. We uh, enchant items. The only way we make money isn't just through the tuition of the children here. Um, so there are many items lying around the school. Uh, not just lying around, they are under security, uh, though the professors have access to them. We just never thought so many would go missing. It's become... Uh, right now we're missing a couple of spell scrolls, nothing big. Uh, a scroll of minor illusion has gone missing, of true strike, charm person, and disguise self. Certainly small things, nothing big. But uh, we've had many trinkets go missing as well. Strange ones. A heart-shaped locket that will let you send a message to whoever has the other half. Uh, a pin with some glass beads on it. All it does is keep smoke away from you. Um, a wand of light. A book of short medical stories. Uh, it has some magic, nothing crazy. It can stabilize someone who may be bleeding out. Um, and a jade dragonfly that can come to life and eat the insects around you. What's strange is none of these items, as far as we can tell, have anything to do with one another. We thought that maybe uh, the students were taking them or, or someone else, but 
all of the professors have their different theories. Uh, personally, with with what's gone missing, I think they're forced all around the schools. And the magic here certainly attracts some strange creatures, such as Dryad, which live out in the woods around us. Though they keep to themselves, they're certainly drawn to magical items. Uh, some of the other professors will tell you it's the goblins. Some will tell you it's the students. Some even think the rival schools are trying to take these things. Uh, it might do you well to talk to a few of the other professors if you like. They know why you're here. Um, we've had a meeting, so you're all to be expected. If you want to talk to anyone, walk around the grounds. Were they all stolen from one place? They weren't all stolen from one place. They were stolen from different places around the school. And like I said, uh, as far as we can tell, the timing of it was sporadic random even, uh, and items being stolen just... There were other items in those rooms that were more valuable. Let's put it that way. Do we know Do we know what a dryad is? Yeah, surely. Um, they're a pretty common fey creature that lives in the woods. Sweet. I speak Sylvan. Let's... Did every single one of these pieces of stuff that was randomly stolen, were they all uh, magical in nature? Everything was magical in nature, yes. Sounds to me like somebody's building something to either cast a spell or concoct some sort of super weapon or maybe get pieces of something from other people into which they could latch onto them or locate them at any time. Is there any significance to the people that are associated with these <coughs> pendants and jade dragonflies? Uh, like I said, <laughs> if we knew if we knew any of this, we would have already taken care of it. Uh, as professors, the only reason we haven't looked further into it is as to not to alert the students. And nothing big enough has really gone missing to where we need to call for a state of emergency. So uh, we just need to get to the bottom of this, have those items back, see you all rewarded, and keep this between ourselves. I'm so sure... No leads at all. No leads whatsoever. And we wouldn't Perfect. be able to interview these, these people that had their stuff stolen? Uh, well, the stuff was the schools, but mm. I think you'll do well to see the headmaster at least. Uh, she knows that you're here. Her name's Ethrendil Valkarin. I'm sure that she would be glad to hold an audience with you. Uh, we have a groundskeeper who can show you around the schools. The goblins are like workers. I know it's untraditional to have them, but we saved them. And they say they're slaves, but... Really, they're not. They could leave at any time if they wished. They have nowhere else to go. They had a master who brought them here, uh, a hobgoblin who had them try and take some things and to hold a few students hostage. But once we dispatched of him, uh, they're like lost pets, and they just needed someone to tell them what to do. So we let them stick around. We feed them, give them quarters to sleep in. So don't mind them. Though they may have seen something, they'll certainly be attentive and cooperate with you if you need to ask. The groundskeeper can see you around if you wish to look around the campus. And there are many other professors who you could talk to if you so see fit. If the students ask what you're doing, come up with something believable. Don't tell them the truth. Well, tell them we're janitors. The goblins are janitors. Well, tell them we're goblins. <laughs> well, surely believe that. I could pass for an unconventional goblin. Look. If it gets back to me that the students know why you're here, I'm in trouble, and you're not getting paid. Let's just say that we're recruiting them for our school. We're looking for recruitments for our school. Uh, just like a goodwill mission between schools. Yeah. We're here to talk about our Lord and Savior, the, uh, the behemoth that lives in the mountain. <laughs> okay. Buffalo? We're behemoth's witnesses. I'm just like want to look around the office. Like, what's what's sure. in this guy's office? Um, you're, you mean you're just kind of scanning yeah, it? Yeah, I'm just kind of scanning. Um, 
yeah, as you come in, you don't really notice anything more than what I've told you. There's a bunch of books. They're not super well organized. Um, you do see a lot of items. Uh, they're like swords and sheaths on shelves and uh, like in display cases of glass. They have some things written below them, just like sort of animation beneath it. Another says uh, word of shielding. Uh, and it just seems like the shield is sitting in there. But other than that, without a perception roll, you don't notice much. No, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's a professor who teaches magic's office. Gregory, could we go see Etherin now? Or she's Of course. She's expecting you now. Oh, perfect. I imagine she'd love to have your company. Would it be possible to know um, where the items were stolen from? I believe they were stolen. Uh, we keep many of our items, especially these smaller ones, in the library. It's a it's a chance for the students to be able to use them without too much danger. They're simple trinkets. So they can, like, check them out and try them. Yes. They keep them in the library. They're not to leave. Uh, but yes, and they're kept in cases at night that are magically warded to an extent. Nothing crazy. We never would have guessed that of all the things someone could take from us, this would be it. This would be them, yes. Mm. Have you ever heard of a creature that looks like a small baby dragon with a scorpion tail? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you speak of the pseudo-dragon. Uh, they, they, many wizards use them as familiars. I wouldn't be surprised if you found one around here. Sure. They speak with emotion. Uh, they don't speak words, but they can understand their master's common tongue. How common are those? Oh, not very. They're the envy of any wizard. Uh, a, a wizard with a pseudo-dragon would be not just the envy of the town, but the the envy of the country. Those things are hard to come by, and they are miraculous aids. I'm going to ask Etherin as well, but do you know of any people? I know it's a very contemporary school, Kaggerts. I know it's not the most well-accepted. Do you know of any enemies around town that might just want to see things being stolen from you? It's interesting you ask that. Though it is not my belief, many of the professors think that uh, our rival schools are out to get us. They want to see our reputation soiled. We're <sighs> non-traditional, and they frown on that. They've all taken to uh, a common enemy, if you will. But we are taking some of the students from them, and they don't like the way that we're teaching magic. Uh, what are the rival schools? The rival schools, um, well, they are around Raven's Bluff, so I imagine you might actually be familiar with them. Just a few, uh, the High House of Magic in Raven's Bluff, Placium's Mage Academy in Tantris, Agrophonia Academy of the Arcane in Kalant. Uh These are all places that have, to say the least, spoken their minds about us and made it public. Well, fuck those guys. Heard that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You'll always have the support from Thinga Spark Spring. Yeah, you've got some. We appreciate that. Things here. We appreciate that very much, uh, and we like to think we're doing the same as well. Uh, but above all, the safety of the students comes first, uh, and them knowing that uh, everything's okay, or at least thinking it. So please, discretion Understood. is key here. Understood. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll make sure that your company and your meeting is to be expected. I'll alert Etherindil myself. You'll walk to the end of this hall. You'll see some stairs that go up to the second story. Her office is on the end of that, near the front of the building. Absolutely. Yeah, he picks up a stone, uh, and he calls to the front desk. He doesn't call. He just picks up a stone and says, Please let Mistress Etherindil know that uh, company is on their way. The company we've hired. Uh, you don't hear anything back, and then he just says, Thank you very much. Puts his rock back in his drawer. Good to see you, Gregory. I go he says, up Jump up, try to get that. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he doesn't do the handshake. He kind of wraps his big arm around you and pulls you in. He's like, uh, I'm counting on you, friend. Let's see this done and see it done quickly. 
just for the sake of doing it inside on Greg. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is a five. <laughs> yeah, with a five, Greg, he's hard to read, man. You're not sure. You're not sure if he's hiding anything, if he has something else he wants to say. But uh, you're you're having a hard time reading, Greg. Is there any other passing wisdom you'd like to give to your fellow travelers before we leave your beautiful officer? With this, I would just say uh, I wouldn't count anyone out. And look, I know it's strange the goblins are here. Do your best not to turn on them immediately. I, I like to see them treated as well as any other staff member. Their backgrounds and their ancestors, they have nothing to do with this. But against them. They're dead clever. They're very useful. Don't... That said, don't write anyone off. Absolutely. We have no leads. And I go, absolutely, nobody. And I just looked at the group, and I'm like, well, there's a fucking tell. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I whisper. Uh, <laughs> uh, see Ethrin? Yes. Ethrin Dill. All right, yeah, as you walk up uh, the hall... Oh, sorry, you, would you like to do something in the office? Yeah, I'm just going to take okay. Quill off his desk. Just going to take one. Okay, roll slide of hand. Roll high, baby. 17. Yeah, with the 17, uh, he gets up to go give Arwell a hug, and as he does, you just... Just yeah, you just reach up on the desk and you just put you just put one of his quills in your bag. <laughs> yeah, um, you all leave his office and you walk up the hallway. No, it's passive. It's your it's passive perception. You can't roll active on uh, self stuff. And yeah, so yeah, right, right. Um, no, but none of you actually notice this. You guys may just because you're kind of sitting on the outside. But yeah, you don't notice, and just really quickly, you're able to put this quill in your pocket. You all leave his office and. Um, Something interesting happens. It's almost as if, and you didn't notice it until you opened the door, the sound outside is cut off. Um, and as soon as you open it, you can just kind of hear this, the voices of these students coming back in. Uh, and they're all sitting outside of the office. Uh, and you can see them all quickly, like they're looking at the door, and one of them is pretty close, runs back over to the uh, other kids, and they're all kind of like looking around uh, a little bit nervously. And they're all kind of like excitedly whispering and looking at all of you as you walk out. Just give a small wave. Yeah. I go, yeah. hey, kids, you want to yeah. ride on the buffalo? <laughs> they, and they all, they all like giggle at you all, and uh, they all turn to leave. It's uh, just a bunch of young boys and girls. They're like 11, 12 years old. Um, um, they seem just, like they're suspicious like, something's happening, or they're just excited about new people. It, it, I mean, it's you could roll an insight. I think I'll roll an insight. <laughs> on these children. Like, well, since thing. we've been told How like 18 children? billion times not to tip them off that anything's going on. Yeah. That's a nat 20. Oh! Um, these what kids, are their innermost Yeah. <laughs> these, you can tell. There's, there's one little girl oh, in particular. Yeah. There's one girl in particular who uh, obviously has father issues. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, you think that they're just kind of excited. They don't seem to be like malicious or mischievous. They're just like kind of giggling and looking around. Okay. Though you do think the one who was walking up did have their ear to the door. Uh-huh. You you don't think that they're like up to anything other okay. than just being curious. And, and they don't seem like they're like suspicious. No, like, no, no. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of nervous just that just they got caught and giggling about it nervously. Okay. Yeah. I just smile and wink at them. And walk yeah. So he, you both wink. You wave and you tell them they can ride your buffalo. Um, they all kind of giggle at this, and then they just kind of hurriedly like run back down the hall toward the exit. You all ascend the staircase, and as you do at the bottom of the staircase, you notice that the inside of this building, uh, though it's stone, it's like polished or something. Um, and you're not entirely sure if it's physically been polished or if it's magic. Um, something's just different about it. It seems like nicer. I'm sure. Yeah. It's, magic. <laughs> it, it's probably magic. But um, there are statues here, and they it seems like they're slowly moving 
which is kind of strange. Uh, but there are two mages sitting at the bottom of this. Each of them holds an orb. Uh, their eyes don't move. They're not breathing. They're not like animated. But it seems like their arm is really slowly rising um, at just like really small increments as it's just kind of pulling this orb higher up in front of them. And once it reaches the top, the orb glows. Uh, a blue light and the other one a purple light and then they just kind of start I to go back down. I'm interested in wanting to go inspect it. Okay. Does the orb look like what was on Greg's staff? The blue one does, yeah. Or a conic Just I want to see if it's like more... Invest- you can yeah. roll like investigation. Okay. I just want to see if it's more magical or mechanical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 18. Yeah, with an 18, you would know that it's more magical because there aren't like creases and breaks in the arms. Yeah. You can see that these were carved as one piece, uh, but the stone, it seems, is kind of molding and moving. And so you know that these are more magical. Yeah. Um, Pretty. Yeah, Does anybody else want to use their magical, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but use your magical abilities of looking at something and analyzing its magic to see if there's any simula- uh, similarity between this blue thing and that blue thing that Greg had. Maybe we could just ask someone when we have a moment. Yeah. I Fuck have a feeling that it has to do with like the running of the school or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what keeps the force field going. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll it's just, just ask, telling time. We'll ask, I don't know. I'm sure Ethan. we could ask. Yeah. But yeah. she's waiting for us. Yeah, let's keep going. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They just told you, like, they're like, they're on their way up, and then 45 minutes later, you walk in. how we are at Vegas. So yeah. there, there's a, there is, there's a, uh, a carpet that kind of goes up the stairs, and though the, there's only one set of stairs here, you can see that it meets with the other hallway on the other side that you didn't go down in the middle, and then there's one single hallway on the second story that goes. It's carpeted all the way down. There, it seems like classrooms up here, you notice that they're more advanced classrooms, though. It's the second level of a lot of spell schools um, instead of uh, just like cantrips and things. It looks like they're actually starting to learn more powerful spells in these classes. Um, but at the end of the hall, you can see uh, a, an arched doorway where all the other ones are rectangle and very modern. This one's kind of arched and it looks more traditional. Um, around it, there are two statues um, and they're just looking out, uh, and it just seems like they're little tiny gargoyles uh, that are sitting outside. Um, The door is shut, and it looks as if it's made of wood, and it's ironclad. You all walk up to this door. Um, Above it, it says, Ethrendel Valkyrin, and on uh, a brass plaque, it says, Headmaster of Kaggerts. One of the statues speaks, though its mouth doesn't move. Uh, A voice just says, come in. We come in. This office is much grander than Gregory's. It has globes all around it, perfectly organized bookshelves that circle around the dome of this room. And it has windows all the way around it with a fireplace behind the desk. Uh, A slender woman stands there. She has a purple and golden robe that adorns her. Uh, You would know that to be the school colors. Um, She keeps uh, the cowl in her robe up. Runes glow on each sleeve and around the cowl. Uh, Curly black hair can be seen showing at the bottom of the hood, and it bounces playfully as she starts walking toward all of you. A belt made of large, colorful gems sits around her waist and has many potion bottles clinking on it as she walks up towards you. Um, She just, like, uh, gestures with her arm and waves it in front of her and says, I'm glad you've all decided to come and accept this uh, work. And with this, she kind of waves her hand and the door just shuts behind you. (laughs) Creepy. Look, uh... 
What all did Gregory tell you? Jack shit, so I really. I don't think saying they weren't of any real significance, just trinkets and such. They were kept in a, under a lockdown in the library, but not a severe lockdown. Mm-hmm. And they are in no leads. He seemed to think that there was absolutely no connection between the missing items. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I'm interested in, as the headmaster, why you're so concerned about these missing items. Uh, I'm trivial. Exactly. Something strange about these items is that they seem to have nothing to do with one another. They're far from the most powerful items that we have in our school. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Perhaps whoever is stealing these needs something specific. Do you think it's a rival school? Do you think it's just the students? Being the headmaster, being the headmaster, I... I really shouldn't uh, be pointing fingers or making accusations. If it gets out that I was the one who said so, <sighs> it could look bad. Um, and if I may be bl- if I may be blunt, oh, that's please. why we hired you. you. You're to point the fingers. You're to figure this out. The sooner, the better. If we may be blunt, we sort of need some inside information. Fair enough. If you if you seek counsel or audience with any of the other professors, I can certainly set it up for you. I'll give you a tour of the grounds of anyone who works here. Who is is there a librarian? Ah, there is a librarian. Uh, my son, as it would be. What's his name? Seems like a good place to start. <laughs> um, it's fucking. Uh, <laughs> it's Falros. Uh, Falros. Uh, obviously. P H or F? With an with an F. Okay. Uh, look, and she pulls her hood back, and you see that she is an elf. Um, I'm just going to tell you before you see him. He's not. Uh, pure-blooded elf, like I am. Uh, oh, who cares? His father's a human. Look, I'm the headmaster of a school of magic. right here. I just... I'm, I'm not judging anything. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised how many people come in here and decide to leave for that fact alone. I'm sure you're There's goblins running around and they're offended by some half-elf? Well, them being offended by the half-elf, my son, I mean, it's, it's basically the tipping point. If you're going to get upset with that... We may as well have the goblins running around the campus. Plus, they're spirit. helpful. Huh? That's the spirit. Yeah. Um, the, look, if they don't like that, they're certainly not going to like this. Those goblins need some guidance. Otherwise, they're going to be out there causing more trouble than right. it's worth. It's good for them to be here. It's, it's productive to have them here. That's right. They help You're us. doing amazing things for the school. Let us worry about the dirty work for now. I, I appreciate it. Look, these artifacts aren't powerful, so... I have to believe that whoever is taking them isn't powerful either. If they were able to break the spells that were on the more powerful objects, I have a feeling that they would. And I think that that's what's keeping them back. But I can't be sure. That's all the thought I've been able to give it. I was wondering if there was any suspicion that they were working themselves up to something bigger and just testing your systems. Well, that's the fear. Um, it's... <laughs> For those yeah. Yeah. I just threw I just threw a stink bug across the room that's been bothering me. It's been terrorizing us. I can take my head off now. Um, look, the increments that these items are stolen, they're unpredictable. So we can't figure out when it's it happens in the day, it happens at night. It's just whenever. But they they're never stolen at the same time. Were they all taken at night? A few a few taken during the day. Mm-hmm. Over how long of a period were they stolen from? Like weeks? Uh, at this point, it's only been a, a ten day. Um, we 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 called for some help as soon as we noticed that things were going missing. Carol, inside on her. Just mm-hmm. 16, 17. You noticed her hesitate when she mentioned her son. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you guys asked about the librarian, she said yes, they had one, and she hesitated just a bit when she mentioned that it was her son. 
Um, um, out of curiosity, how responsible is the librarian for security of the objects, or do you have a team? My son, Falros, he only sees to the organization of the library. Uh, he is the librarian because he's not as gifted in the art of magic as much of our family. Um, and as long as I'm bringing it up, it's a bit of a soft spot for him. So you do well to err on the side of not bringing up his position. He resents it a bit. Uh, why he doesn't leave, I'll never know. We'll be real mad. But uh, by all means. As an aside, say like, as a thief, this is pretty fucking impressive. <laughs> oh, that these things are, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm happy to give you any counsel to answer any questions you may have, but... Uh, Speaking to your son first would be giving us the greatest lead, or... If I suggest? spoke to my son first? No, if we do. I... <laughs> If I had any leads, I'd give them to you. Okay. Truly, I would. But he may like know a, something. Do you have, like, a head of security or anything? We have a groundskeeper, yes. Uh, Finley Humbleduck. Groundskeeper. A little a little halfling. Um, well, he's... he's uh, Finley? Uh, Finley. He's, he's quite gifted in the art of magics and abjur- in abjurations. Uh, we also have an abjurations professor, uh, Gregory, who I believe hired you. He's in charge of much of the security around here. We rely on magic more than uh, a constant literal person walking around. Mm-hmm. You understand? Absolutely. Of course, of course. But so since items have started going missing, there's been no effort to set up any physical watch of the cases. Or Well, yes and no. Uh, these things... They happen sporadically, randomly, uh, when people are in there, when they're not. Um, when they're there. Yes. Some have gone missing when people are inside of there. Uh, my son, I think, can fill you in on more than that as he works the library. You may also speak with Lupe Hassar. Uh, she is not, she's not a professor here, but she studies in the library, and her office is located in there. Uh, she's a researcher and spell creator here at Kaggerts. Uh, she may have some insight for you as well. And as far as you know, every you know, uh, with everything going missing, there's been nothing else weird happening that you can think of? No, no, not that I can think of. All right, just checking. All right. Well, that gives us a start. Yeah. Think they could be stolen magically? Possibly. Ethan, have you set up any like true sight protections? I prefer Ethan Dill. Oh, what is Ethan? <laughs> Catherine Dill, okay. Yes, thank you. Uh, What was your question? Oh, just in the areas containing all these magical trinkets and items, have you set up any kind of, like, true sight protection? Do you think I'm... I'm Uh, Nothing, nothing, nothing so great yet. No. Um, Honestly, the fear being that we'll scare one of the children to death and they'll leave the school and not be paying tuition and there are better ways to handle these things. If it was an item of greater import, we certainly would be on top of it, but... Uh, with what's being stolen and in the stages we're in right now, it's best that we handle this with discretion. I'm we're on s- top of it. I'm no magic scientist or anything, but I have no suggestions <laughs> in my day. But isn't there a spell or an ability that allows you to locate certain things that go missing? Yes, there is. And interestingly enough, none of them seem to be working. Well, there's some to take in consideration. Somewhere. I would recommend, as subtly as possible, if you haven't already, increasing security of more valuable items. Do you have the goblins with? Yes. Um, something that we've already seen to a bit, but like I said, at this stage, we don't want to alert the students, and greater security can be felt. They are, though most of them are still apprentices and uh, new wizards and witches, they have a sense for these magical things. Mm-hmm. Many of them can detect those things. We don't need to alert the students if it's unnecessary. Well, I got everything I need. By that, I mean the buffalo. Is your son working <laughs> in the library now? 
Yes, of course. We're uh, the entire staff should be here now. You're lucky you arrived in the middle of the day. Uh, how do we get to the library? From? Uh, the library, uh, it's just behind this building, actually. Okay. Yeah, and you all would have seen it. It's actually just uh, a rectangular building, um, where all the other ones are like uh, shapes and mounds and have towers on them and stuff. The library is just a solid white rectangle with windows kind of inlaid in it in two front doors that's in the center of the campus. It has an intricate path carved around it in circles uh, with some interesting lines, and even just the way that like the plants are set outside of it, it looks like they're some sort of intricate design. But um, you guys would have uh, know exactly where that's at, even if you hadn't seen it. So talk to the two people in the library, then talk to the groundskeeper? Yeah. I'm down. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. Yeah. Yep. So you all walk out of this building. Um, as you do, uh, the small halfling at the desk, uh, she's just like, uh, let me know if I can My help girl. you with anything. And she's like, uh-huh. she points to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, so you walk out. Um, you can see that... Holding up career. You can see... <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to believe what they just said. Um, yeah, she's gossiping with the stones. Um, so you guys walk out, and as you do, you notice that you have a little bit more attention than you did when you first came in. Where The students were kind of just going about their business. It seems like a few of them were waiting on you, and there's even, like, some of the goblins in the distance have kind of stopped, and they're just looking at you. Um, and then everyone just kind of goes back about their business. Um, but you, ca- you caught the attention. Like, it's obvious that you guys are here for a purpose now, and it seems like everybody's kind of trying to... Uh, at least um, figure out who you all are. We should become our surveyors and get like clipboards and pens. We could probably just make our visit pretty brief. Yeah. Not- uh, and from one of these groups, a, a boy comes over. Um, and he comes up to you and he's, uh, he looks taller at you. Yes. He's, mm, he he's a, yeah, he's a human. He's a human and he's 12, so he's taller than you. <laughs> um, but he comes up and he just has, he has black hair. Um, he's wearing the school colors. Um, he is bespectacled. Uh, as he looks at you, he has a lot of books under his arm. Um, so who, who, who are you all? We're from Thingus Spark Springs. You can tell by our patches. We're from Dingus Fart Springs. You can't tell by me. Your name matches. matches. <laughs> what, no, yeah. matches. what kind of books does he have? Fifteen plus whatever. My Perception, so sixteen. Um, he has he has conjuration books. Conjuration mm-hmm. books. So, uh, so I sort of take an ease on my level with him a little bit. Okay. And I'm just like, well, so they're here to find out more about the school. We're all from Raven's Bluff. I'm here collecting stories. My family is from Raven's Bluff. Are they? Yes. Whereabout? Um, Ra- Raven's Bluff. What? <laughs> In the town. Oh, port south, oh. east, west. We live on the port. Um, we're just fishermen, but they saved up their money so I could come here and learn. Well, how exciting for you. Do you love it? Yes, uh, I'm going to use my magic to protect people, like my family. Oh, wonderful. Inside. <laughs> He's the bad guy! He's the villain! <laughs> He's He's even happier to know that I rolled a three. He's a He's, hey, first of all, <laughs> fuck you. I rolled a five. Yeah, with a five... He's a child. You don't. He's no. He's no animal. Let's say he's not a beast. You're having a harder time reading him than you would Buffalo. Yeah. Who I'm assuming his name is also Buffalo. It is. Okay. <laughs> oh, and you're outside and you're with Buffalo once more. By the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Well, we all heard that exciting things were happening up here and wanted to come see for ourselves. Oh, uh, many exciting things always happen around here. Yes. yes. Such as what's the most recent exciting happening? Oh, um, just the other day. Uh, I conjured a small water elemental. What? Yes, it, and it only took me an hour and a half. That's pretty impressive. That what did amazing. you name it? 
I didn't. It uh, it it, uh, it turned back into water. That's weird. <laughs> Y'all do some creepy stuff up in here. By the way, I'm the health inspector, and there's not very many cockroaches in the building, so feel free to eat wherever you want. Oh, um, thank you. We, we bring him to work on his social skills. Uh, I don't think we have classes for that here. No, but it's good for him to get out. I think that we can all agree on that. Yes. <laughs> well, little friend. Uh, be sure to tell all your friends who we are and what we're doing and, Absolutely. you know, that we're just here, you know, looking around. Yeah, and you've noticed the whole time he's talking to you, the group he broke out of keeps kind of, like, looking back to see if he's talking to you guys and, like, what the interaction looks like and all kind of giggling and, like, yeah. waving him back over. And, and I, I, I definitely say, I'm a professor at Thingus Park, so sure. you've probably heard of So, this. yeah, he, he, he just kind of, like, runs back over and they all start laughing. You can hear them, like, talking and whispering and they're really excited. And they're all just talking to one another in this little group. And um, do you guys want to make your way to the library or is there something you'd like to do on the school grounds? I, mean, I tell, I say good luck with your water elemental. Do you want to, like, Thank you. split up at all? I mean, I guess we're both going to the library for Never two people. Never split the party. Never split the party. <laughs> so dangerous here. <laughs> I say we go to the library. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's right. All right. So you walk into this library, and it's uh, it, it's interesting because it's actually pretty minimal. Where at most magic schools, a library is like really big and ornate and beautiful. This one is like very minimal, almost artistic. Um, it's just very simple shapes. The bookshelves are just in perfect rows all the way back, perfectly organized. A few students kind of mill about. They're at tables studying. Uh, some of them are speaking in hushed tones. Uh, you come in and get their attention. You do see uh, a couple of goblins up on the top. Uh, they just have a couple of books, and it seems like they're arguing back and forth about where they go. You can see them like okay. putting it on the shelf in different spots, and then the other one like yelling at one. Um, this is Library of Congress Standards. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, as you come in, there is an enormous desk with just carts filled with books that look like they've just been checked back in, maybe. Um, and there is a half-elf among them, uh, just kind of sorting through these books, uh, flipping through the pages, stamping things. Um, and just in a huff, kind of hunched over, you can see this half-elf just, like, working. You must be Falros. Okay, so you guys walk over and... Uh, and he Falros? Yeah. Yes, I'm Falros. Um, he wears he wears uh, plain commoner's clothing with a satchel thrown over his shoulder. It's full of quills and ink. You can see them kind of poking out and a lot of ink stains on the bottom of this bag. Small pointed ears poked at, poke out of both sides of his shaven head. Uh, he's a little portly for a half-elf. Half-elves are usually pretty slim, um, but he's he's got some weight on him. You know that he is the son of the headmaster, but he doesn't look the part at all. He looks like that emo kid from Wedding Crashers. Yeah, no, but uh, uh, mother said you would be coming. What can I help you with? We need to talk in private. Would you like to go somewhere else? Somewhere, do you, do you have, have an office? Quiet study rooms, an office? I suppose we could go to the back if it's necessary. Yes, it is. All right, so he shows you all to the back. You go to this way, room and... Which way are the um, ballads, histories... Uh, uh, top floor. Um, they'll be over near... Uh, there's like a barred section. Oh, um, yes, yes it's it's all organized. You'll be able to see anything. There's many things. Uh, like the Ballad of the... Uh, the most recent book we've received is the Ballad of the Heroes of the Vine. And we oh. have the newest... Uh, we have the newest Landon novel as well. People are very excited about that. We do. Fascinating. Signed first edition? I don't believe that it's signed, but mm-hmm. many people are excited. It's It's got a long queue, but if you wanted to look at some of it, I'd, I'd certainly let you. Yeah, I've read it. You know he's from Raven's Bluff. 
I do. Yeah, well. We go way back, actually. He's a very talented man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he shows he shows you all back to uh, he shows you he shows you back to this room, uh, and they're just books kind of stacked everywhere. Like w- any sense of organization that you felt outside is completely shattered at this point. You realize that there are backlogs of many books that have not been put away. Um, but he just pulls up a, a a pretty ratty chair and he sits in it. He does not offer any of you a place to sit. I'm gonna check the room and make sure there's no kids hiding anywhere. Okay. I do that. Yeah. Did I? Roll perception. Uh, 15. There are no kids hiding in here. <laughs> On the dude. Yeah. Uh, 15. He hasn't really said much yet, but uh, he is an asshole. I can pick up that. <laughs> okay. Here's a surprise. Attitude. Look, whatever you need, I've got a lot of books to stack and organize. Um, so. You do. This is quite a task. You must be well trusted. Not as much as I'd like to be. I just was never able to get a, ha- uh, a handle on magic and how it all works and the intricacies of it, so here I am. I'm only able to use it by accident, I understand. Mm. But I'm if you must be among the something, the systems in place on perhaps why some of the items were stolen from the library. I've told everyone I didn't have anything to do with that. We're not accusing you, bro. No, no, no. We're just trying to talk. Look, I think if I knew clear. what was happening, I would have told someone already, okay? You, you haven't seen anyone suspicious? Nothing strange. No one knew. No new faces. No kids sneaking around. Nothing weird going on before or after the items uh, appear or disappear. I wish I could tell you, but the truth is, I have no idea. Are they... Okay, you go. Are they in different sections of the library, the items? Are they housed in the same... The area? items are all in one section. For the students to check them out from. Twelve. Yeah, with the twelve. Okay. Um, Hard to say. Yeah. I'd like to see where they were kept. Yeah. Of course. Um, he gets up, walks out. He walks you up to something that is not unlike a humidor for cigars. It seems like this is kept at like a very specific temperature, and it's really well maintained, and everything is in its place. And you can see drawers almost like safety deposit boxes uh, on this wall, and he can pull them out, though he doesn't. Um, he has keys on his side uh, that look like they would be able to match these uh, locks, and it seems like they might all be the same kind of skeleton key. But, um, yeah, he walks in here, and he's like, well, a couple of the things are missing, but... You get the idea. Uh, the students come in here, they need to do research, they need to augment an item, something like that. Uh, they take it. Um, they're not allowed to leave the library with it. I keep an eye on it. I make sure they don't. No students have left without them. They're always checked back in. Oh, yes, they sign it out, of course, at the front desk, like anything else. Um, We're going to copies Are those that. keys on your belt the only thing that opens the drawers? Yes, these keys are the only thing that opens the drawers. So, no offense, buddy, you don't seem super organized, but so do you ever put these keys down? You, you keep these keys on you all the time? Uh, of course I keep the keys on me at all times. You're sure about that? Even when yes. you're asleep? <laughs> you mean these? <laughs> Do you ever sleep here in the library? My quarters are here in the library. All right. Well, thank you, Valros. The logs? You, where's Lupe? Yeah, I want to read these yeah. logs. Do you have copies of the logs on, on the items that, were, that are missing? I suppose I could show you to them. <sighs> Professor Ryan would have been able to sort all this out in Professor Ryan. such a short amount of time. Uh, he's a professor. He used to work here. He no longer does. Um, Why not anymore? Not enough students took his classes. Uh, unsavory arts, the parents said. Um, 
They said they didn't want to pay for their students to learn what he was teaching, so... What was he teaching? Uh, necromancy. Mm. Did he seem pissed off when he left school? No, never pissed off. Do you know where he is now? (laughs) I assume that he's pursuing necromancy in some other place where uh, they're more open-minded than here, but... Um, I thought this was the most open-minded school there is. They're just... Well, in the the area, for sure, but I just don't see... We shouldn't have let him go. He could have handled this easily. Ah, but... Why would he be able to handle this? He was a smart man who knew how to handle a situation. He just walked into it head on. I had a lot of respect for him. Yeah, he was always nice to me. Oh, no, it's bad. You piece of shit. Stink bug! (laughs) 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 On this episode, we find a real enemy. (laughs) Um, How much XP do we get if we kill this? It doesn't matter. He's not here anymore. He can't help us now. Um, I just think that... If you want to talk to Lupe, she's up in her office. She's on the second story, but she's hard to speak with. She's a bit airheaded. Uh, always in her studies, thinking somewhere else. It's hard to get her to concentrate, to focus. Oh, like a wizard. <laughs> Perfect. Our kind of people. So if uh, you'll not be needing any more of my time, I'll be no, getting back to work. Get back to it. Thank you so much. You clearly have a lot to do. However, on the way out, I would like to grab the logs for those items, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. Uh, yeah, so he, he, he picks them up. He, he has these rings, and he un- uh, detaches one of them, and he just hands them all to you. All the keys? <laughs> no, the logs. Oh, the logs. Yeah, the checking and out stuff. He just hands you a bunch of Look, you can talk to Lupe if you want, but... <sighs> if, it, want. if it was me, I'd talk to Finley. He sees things that go around the grounds more than anybody else. We'll talk to him, too. Oh, we're talking to everybody. We're doing our jobs. <laughs> I'm like you, <laughs> who didn't even sign these things out. Yes. I'm going to talk to Finley. In a minute. We're doing that after Lupe. We're already in the library. All right. Yeah, so you guys go up to Lupe's office. Um, you can just open the door. It's nothing magical, nothing special. Like all the other places you've been, you kind of just open this door, and inside of it, uh, there are, like, parchment is all over the walls, like, pinned to it. Like, the whole red string detective thing is going on, connecting certain things. There's ingredients all over the office. She's trying to catch a serial killer. Um, <laughs> she's, uh, she has ingredients all over the office. She turns to you. Uh, her raven black, her raven black hair is uh, pulled back into an intricate braid. She has big, beautiful, dark eyes, and they focus on all of you as she turns around. She has a bright red robe with intricate golden designs flowing gracefully down her body. Uh, she has really sharp features, a slender frame, and you can tell just by looking at her that she takes her work and herself very seriously. She has really dark skin, um, and uh, all of her features are just incredibly sharp. Um, but she looks at all of you. I wasn't expecting visitors. Oh, Neither were we. They've called ahead to everyone else. I have no contact stones in here. Uh, a distraction from work. Much like this meeting. <laughs> Can I help you? We'll keep it brief. You uh, are, spend most of your time here in the library, don't you? I spend all of my time here in the library. Have you heard about the items in the library? Yes, the ones gone missing, small trinkets, baubles. Nothing to worry about. Have you noticed anything different? Any attitudes different? Any new people? Anything odd? There's no new people. Um, everyone's the same. Gotta be the students, right? They're yeah. just up to no good. Uh, they're mischievous. They're young. Let's call it what it is. Stop wasting everyone's time. Hypothetically, you're a researcher. You know a lot about things because you research shit all the time. That's true. <laughs> Could these items have been stolen magically? Certainly they could have. 
The school likes to brag about how they're magically defended, but you can take them by simply breaking the case. It's it's their trinkets. The were broken. Their trinkets, their baubles. My point is, the security on them, it's nothing serious. It's probably the kids. I'd like to roll insight on her as usual. That would be uh, six. <laughs> yeah, you you keep trying to read all these people, and you just realize you're way out of your element. I'm standing there like this, like, oh, this is like not happening. Marrow inside on her as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really hard to get a read on these wither people. Yeah, with a fourteen, uh, you think that she's being straightforward with you, and you really think she just has not given this much thought. Yeah. She's she her mind is elsewhere, uh, and she seems though she's trying to be polite. You can see on the tip of her tongue that she's very aggravated that you all are in her office right now. Oh, we apologize for disturbing you. Yeah. The headmaster did offer um, that you might have some insight for us. When every piece falls into its place, I suppose we all achieve victory. But I don't think I'm going to be of much help to you. And I think that this is much simpler than everyone's making it out to be. Fair enough. Fair out of curiosity, speaking of things that are not simple, what are you working on here? Oh, that's exactly what I was going to ask. I'm the researcher and spell creator here at Kaggerts. Uh, I don't teach. It is only my job to come up with new spells, to put the school's name on them, uh, and to get us some renown in the area. Though, in truth, I care only about my own name and about the magic itself. The school decides to pay me to do it, and they get to put their name on it. But don't you think it's strange that a handful of... The headmaster is aware of my position. Uh, She pays me regardless, and uh, my research and knowledge is worth the price. Any interesting outcomes lately? (sighs) Interesting you ask, actually, and you see her brighten up a bit. I've been working on a spell that only works on good dragons. It's it's hard to charm them. I don't know if you've ever tried. Uh, Not yet. Well, a few of us have uh, the ability or chance even to do so, but... uh, it can charm them. It, it works far better than any uh, meager charms that everybody uses to work, but... But only on good dragons. Only on good dragons. That's all, as far as I've gotten. But Hopefully with uh, some more research. Uh, it works as a normal charm spell on most people, but uh, with dragons, it also works. Uh, that's the breakthrough, but only good ones so far. Hopefully at uh, the end of this year, it'll work on all dragons. Can we have it? Fascinating. It doesn't work. It's, could... it's an unfinished product, I should say. She's still working on it. We could test it out. On, on, you know, you know many good dragons. I've been out in the grass fields for a long time. I've seen a dragon or two. I adventure a lot. If you ever need someone to help do some actual field research, I'm happy. We're very good at casting things out. (laughs) That's what we do at Thingus. An interesting proposition. I'm Professor Garrowin from Thingus Park Spring. Ah, Spark Spring, Uh, well-renowned school. Tinkers, magic, and machines. Mm, uh, not my speed, but Absolutely. I've got I've got respect for it. And for you all, she reaches out an elegant hand toward you uh, to shake. She shakes it, and you can you can like she yeah she barely like she barely even grips around your hand. She has a very delicate grip, um, and you can tell that her fingers are like very practiced as they kind of just the way that she interacts with you and them. But she delicately pulls her hand back, and <laughs> um, but uh, lots of practice. An, an interesting proposition. Perhaps I should send some of my spells out. I'll give it some thought. Part of the reason we're here is to goodwill between schools, to give your school a little bit more clout. I'll, uh, I may take you up on that. Uh, see me before you leave. Absolutely. And I'll just uh, say I, to I, her real quick in Draconic, it'd be pretty cool if you did. Yeah, so, guy out of nowhere is like, that I do, and she's just like, 
Well, I, I suppose I'll be getting back to work now, uh, and I think you all should too. Calista's <laughs> yeah. sort of dragging Guy out by his collar. And he's like, sorry, I had a terrible sinus infection. <laughs> yes, yeah, so what do you all want to do now? Let's go see Finley. Yeah, so Finley is easily, he's easily found. He's always, God, it's in my face! Oh, you need to wrap it. I am taking it outside. I'm taking it outside. Flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet. God damn it! Wait for it to land on Buss's head again. Stink bug. That was horrifying. So you guys, you all walk out onto the grounds. As you do, you see all of the students milling about. Though there don't seem to be as many, you do notice once again the same goblins that were standing outside of the main hall have now moved to in front of the library and they're looking at you, though they turn their heads again as you come out. Uh, Finley is already walking around in this area. He's actually tending to the garden around the library as you come out. He has red, shaggy hair and sideburns, as well as large, hairy, exposed feet. He wears overalls that are too big and a filthy white shirt underneath it. He has bucked teeth and keeps his head lowered as he's doing his work. He doesn't look up to like meet all of your gazes. He's just kind of working. Um, he sheepishly looks up at you all and then like really quickly goes back to your work. You notice that there's a pigeon on his shoulder. Finley, my man. Um, yes. How are you? Um, I'm fine. Ah, just doing some work around the grounds. That's a cute little pigeon you got there. Thanks. <laughs> um, could, we, could we have a chat with you? Um, look, if it's about um, the main hall, I'll get to the gardens there as soon as I'm done with I these. Really the, the gardens <laughs> are absolutely gorgeous, and you should be proud. Yeah, you do a great job here. Thanks. Um, I try. Someday I hope to do something much bigger. But... For now. It's already impressive. Well done. Mm-hmm. We could use someone like you at Thingus. Yeah, I'm Professor Garwin from Thingus, and... What are the grounds like there? What are the groundkeepers like, like there? burnt and scarred and <laughs> half on fire. Oh, um... <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Never mind, then. Look, uh... <laughs> I don't know how much help I'll be of to you all, but I'll do, I'll do my best. Well, we would like to just chat with you, ask you a couple questions, <clears throat> and we would really appreciate your discretion. Sure, yeah. You have it. There's You've got it. Is private where we could talk? I don't really have an office like the other professors. Are gardens that people don't come to as often? The, there are gardens on the outskirts of the campus. We could talk okay. there. Let's go. Yeah, so uh, you, he leads you all just like, and he kind of like wobbles as he walks. Um, he's just like this really portly halfling. He obviously eats well. Um, and he leads you to these gardens that are beautiful. There are like doves all around them. Uh, you can see small creatures kind of flying between all of these trees. Flowers grow around the outside of it. There is an intricate iron fence that goes around the border. There are like benches and gazebos inside of it. It's not... Uh, not an arboretum. So, but uh, yeah, you walk into it, and he's uh, there. Are no students here. Um, we should be able to talk here. Uh, I come here to think during the day when I have time. It's a good place to think. It's really beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Well, as we were saying, a little bit of discretion. I'm from Thingus Park Spring, as well as my friend Adelaide, and we're here part as a goodwill mission, just to make you know some connections between your school and ours. But we we're just talking to your headmistress, and things have been kind of going awry and with some items missing. And we didn't know if maybe you knew of something just because we're interested in just helping out the school. I, uh, 
I don't know anything about the items. I didn't even know any were missing. But have you seen anything out of the ordinary? Look, I, um... I'm not as involved with these things as some of the professors are. I don't know as much, but I guess I do see things around the campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you been told? What, what do the professors think is happening? The, nobody really knows. They disagree widely. Yeah. It's not necessarily about that. We, I think to get a better idea of maybe what could possibly be going on is we need someone more around and seeing more than just on in the their classroom. Level. Well, if I knew what they thought or what you thought, maybe I could think to yes. something that happened. Most people don't have any idea. Some people think it's the students that are stealing <laughs> it. They're being stolen during the day and at night. From the library. Um, just gone. All just different gone. Times. You spend the, a lot of only, time. Only the students? Well, you spend a lot of time on the grounds with all the little children. Do you ever hear them over saying anything? Or you ever overhear them saying some weird stuff or talking about something you might not understand completely? Well, children will be children, and I'm sure they're just being mischievous. Some people think, but some people think it could be a rival school who's trying to tarnish the name. Uh, yes, I, I, doubt, I doubt that the children would do anything of the sort there. Uh, they can be mischievous and rebellious, but they're good, and, and, and they mean a lot to us. That's Do you think it could be a rival so school? I, I think we would know if a rival school had come here or... I mean, what would they do? Send a student inside? I Or use magic. How did you feel when they introduced the goblins onto the groundskeeping curve? I don't trust them, and I didn't like it at first, but... They feed me well, and I have a place to stay, and they let me tend to my work, and sometimes they help. Did you know that disgruntled hobgoblin that kept a couple kids hostage? Well, they, they tried. That was... Some years ago, uh, I heard Thyakar was the one who saved those students and who dispersed of the Hobgoblin. Who's Thyakar? Uh, he used to be a professor here. Uh, Thyakar Rhyme. Oh. Wait, used oh. to? What do you mean? That's, oh, the the, yeah, that's the guy. He was the old school professor. He was always He was always nice to me. It feels like we need to talk to him. Good luck finding him. No one knows where he is. Yeah. When he was when he was laid off, he took it gracefully, and no one's seen him since. No one has any idea where he went. I think he went to find other endeavors at some other magic school, probably with with worse grounds than this one. Why don't you? Why don't you trust the goblins? They're they're goblins. Are they just shitty? I mean, I don't hang around with goblins. Goblins tend to be mean and. And they'll they'll betray you, and they're, they're fearful little things. They'll do anything anyone tells them. What do you them. have here? Goblins? Mm-hmm. More than I'd like. About 12. What side Wait, of 12 the campus 12? do they live? Uh, they actually live uh, near where I do. Mm-hmm. Um, at the at the um, at the westernmost end of the campus, uh, toward the edge of the wood. Do they? So they, the, oh. do they the other professors, they only think it's uh, another school or the... Kids, I've just not noticed anything with Everyone them. Everyone we've talked to has had a different theory, which yeah, is part of why we're we just to curious talk to folk you. ourselves, and we're just seeing if we can help out a little bit. What were the other ones? Just curious. Well, most some of them didn't students, care. Some suspect another school. Some suspect the goblins. Um, some people don't suspect anything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the uh, the goblins sometimes roam out into the forest kill a wild boar or something sure. and eat it. But I don't go out there. Yeah. Uh, not past the school's warding, anyway. Uh, it's dangerous parts. Magic like this, it attracts strange things. Better to stay inside. Have the goblins ever personally met with you? 
Uh, they, they pick on me sometimes, but it's nothing serious. Oh, yeah, someone did mention dryads as an option yeah. as well. Oh, I don't know anything. Gardens? I don't know anything about them. They can't get into the schools where my grounds are. Like I said, I don't really go out into the forest if I can help it. Do you know the person who cleans the library? The goblins? They clean the library? Yeah, uh, you, you speak of Rhea Rig, the worst of the lot. And he's kind of the head honcho of the goblins. Or just the <laughs> Not library. by a long shot. He likes to think he is. <laughs> is there anything what else? What do you know about Thalros? Uh, How do you feel about Thalros? He's, he's still a boy. He'll figure it out. He's, he's got a poor attitude about many things, but he's helpful when he needs to be. Look, I'm, I'm just the groundskeeper. Yeah. I, uh... I don't know if is there anything else I can help you with? I no, I think that's it. For me. No. I just Thank you so much. it's Inside. it's no problem. Do us a favor though, if you good team. Uh, yeah. So as he was as he was talking, you did notice him hesitate when he started talking about uh, like what he does around the campus. He just stopped to he paused to think. It seemed like for a second, and then told you what he did. Uh, and he, he does seem nervous. Like just a little bit. Were Maybe it's just because. You more about security than anybody. Uh, yeah, you were told that. Well, <laughs> It'll be great. Thank you. Yeah. So twenty mod twenty. Wow. Um, you think that he's covering something up. And it's not maybe not that he's lied out flat to you, but he's he's leaving something out. Yeah, Finley. Yes. We were told very clearly by the headmaster that you would know more about security on this campus than anyone. And so far you've told us you're a gardener. Look, uh, they say that, and I know a little abjuration, not much. Mm-hmm. Many of the spells around the school are what protect it. And I think that they mean it more in a literal sense, like I see to the grounds. And so if someone was to enter who was unwelcome, I would be the one to alert everyone if the spells were to fail. Mm-hmm. Um... But, like I said, I don't do much beside work in the gardens, uh, eat my fair share, and occasionally slip away and take a nap in the forest when I can. Do you like working here at the school? You just yes, you don't go it. to the forest, ever. Ah, uh, I, um... Sweetheart, we don't think you did it, but we need your help to find out who did. Yeah, you as soon as you as soon as you tell him out loud that he mentioned that he doesn't go to the forest, he immediately just starts sweating like you can see it on him and he starts fumbling over his words and he's just like look I don't have anything to do with it talk to the goblins talk to Rhea Rick I don't have anything to do with this but do you know something you're acting like you do though if I I saw him you can't tell them I told you this of course not I saw them walking out with something I don't know what and when I approached them they threatened me the goblins yes when was this mm-hmm. Three nights ago? Uh, inside on that. Uh, 18. Yeah, with an 18, uh, his, his voice is shaky. He's definitely nervous. Uh, he's on edge after you guys kind of pointing out the lie he told you. Um, you think he's being straightforward, maybe still not telling the entire truth, but you think that he's, okay. yeah, being pretty straight up. Did those goblins pay you to shut up? <laughs> those goblins don't have any money. That's what I thought. I was just asking. Do <laughs> <laughs> the... Well, would the goblins have any use of magical items? Or just... Maybe that's why. They don't have any money. They're trying to sell that shit. Maybe. I'm unsure. But I, 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 don't, I, did, I don't even know that they had the, the items. Don't jump to conclusions. I just saw them carry them something out. But, we, but if we're going to talk to the goblins, we should talk to Rhea Rick. Uh, 
talk to talk to Brusbel. He's he's the most sensible of all of them. Rerig's always hanging around him, though, so you'll get an earful from him. But seriously, do not tell them you talk to me. Of course not. Sensible goblin. A sensible goblin. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for episode one of Hit Dice. Thank you for joining us in our debut. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did and are looking forward to continuing this adventure as much as we are. If you liked us, please hang around and hit that subscribe button. Recommend us to friends. If you want to talk to us, tell me about how many rules I fudged, how much you enjoyed the campaign, or just tell me that I'm the worst DM you've ever heard in your entire life. You can reach us on Twitter. Twitter at HitDicePod. Please join us next episode to find out exactly what those goblins are up to, where the magic items have gone, and what's going on at this strange magic school, Kaggers. Thanks again, guys. See you next time. Oh,